Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the MCU Staincast. I am one of your co-hosts, Stephen. I'm your other co-host, Dylan. And with us, we have uh, another guest this week, second one in a row. If you'd like to introduce yourself. What's going on, everyone? (laughs) What's going on, everyone? My name is Xander, a.k.a. The Kid. The Kid. (laughs) Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the first Thor movie released in 2011. (laughs) Uh, Mid-City. We'll get into that a little more. But before that, we do have the first little bit of MCU news. Uh, It was a pretty slow week. For news, uh, there's one major one which we'll talk talk about at the end. Um, but first, getting started, uh, we do have the confirmation that 40% of the Eternals movie will be set pre-Endgame, whether that be in the far past or or whatever the case is. With the remaining 60% set post-Endgame and after the blip, as well as the Battle of uh, Avengers Compound. Ugh, the blip. I still don't like that name for it. Yeah, I, I don't either. But it, unfortunately. It is what it is. After watching this Thor movie, honestly, I'm kind of upset. I know he's not going to be in it, but it would have been cool to see Odin, like like earlier Odin, like scumbag Odin. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to see him interact with the Eternals. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's unfortunately, I don't think uh, he's coming back at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like like when you're an actor and they like do so little with your character, like there's no reason to come back when you're basically yeah. just like yeah. Uh, like, like, all the things they could do with him, and he kind of just turns into, like, the father figure. Like, I mean, it's his father, but, like... He's a good actor, too. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. his name. He's, like, a Anthony really good Hopkins. actor. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's a good actor. Hannibal Lecter, fucking... Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm excited. Eternals is probably my most anticipated movie besides uh, No Way Home for this year. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind I'm of interested. more excited for Eternals, honestly, because it's just something fresh. And it looks like the best-looking MCU movie today. It, it, it looks beautiful. I can't wait. We only got a little less than two weeks? Three weeks? Uh-huh. Yeah, like two weeks. definitely going to be seeing that Thursday, if not Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a mandatory day-of-release watch. Get mm-hmm. some funnels in. Of oh, course. I'm scarred after that funnel in, in the B-truck. Oh, oh. Yeah, that that you that was just straight disgruntled. Yeah, that's by the worst funnel you could ever have. Sitting in the car funneling. Four people in the back seat. Alright, that's enough. Alright. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh moving on. Uh next bit, little bit of news is that uh Sam Jackson has announced that he has started filming for Secret Evasion, which as of right now is set to release sometime in twenty twenty two. I'm betting probably around late twenty twenty two. Yeah, this will like to be yeah. back for the earlier in the year. Yeah, and uh, they got they, next year is going to be great with the the Disney Plus shows, Moon yeah. Knight, She Hulk, uh, Secret Evasion, Armor Wars. Forgot about Armor Wars. Miss Miss Marvel got pushed back to the beginning of next year too. Don Cheeto, Don Cheeto, <laughs> Don. Um, and then the last small bit of news is that um, Marvel released it recently. The I guess you could call it the second trailer for Hawkeye. It was a minute long. Uh, didn't. Show too much new footage. We did see that his wife is in it. Uh, as Haley Steinfeld. That was Haley Steinfeld, of course. Um, but they did announce that the first two episodes are premiering on November 24th instead of just the first one. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it means like the first episode isn't slow or mid. Because I mm-hmm. feel like they could have just pushed it back a week because they don't want to air the finale on the Book of Boba. But they could have just pushed Hawkeye back a week and just gave us like the episodes earlier. 
I agree. I mean, now, 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 I feel like, like I said, uh, like we were talking about beforehand, I feel like it's going to get overshadowed now by uh, No Way Home. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it was a bigger show, I feel like no matter what show it is, it's getting overshadowed. By it's it. yeah, it's fucking Spider Man. Like his it's last no movie home. of the trilogy, yeah. And everyone knows, like those hard pipe and you know are coming back. <laughs> you got we got William Dafoe. You got my boy. What's his name? Alfred Molina. Oh, yeah, like come on, like everyone's Jamie too Fox. hot for that movie. The hit is all popping out. O D. No cap. Um, and then, well, before we end the news, uh, like I said, it's a very small week. But the uh, the last thing we got is uh, we finally got the announcement of our Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, <laughs> and unfortunately, it's Will Poulter. You know, I've only seen like three of Will Poulter's movies. Like he was in the Netflix Bandersnatch. He was in Midsummer. He was in like Where the Millers. Yeah, Maze Runner. But yeah. he's more of like a comedic actor. Hopefully, they don't make Adam Warlock too comedic because yeah. like it is James Gunn. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I, I said. This I think I said it in the group chat is James Gunn's humor, especially recently, has been very hit or miss. Yeah, like yeah. the Suicide Squad, I like the humor a lot, but Guardians Two, the humor didn't really like hit. It was too movie. too much humor. Yeah, exactly. And I hope yeah. that's not what he's doing with the with the third one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's already it's already sacrilegious that we didn't get Adam Warlock in the Infinity Saga. We need him now. I need him now. I need. Him. He should have pulled up. Like I don't know. I, I can't say Endgame because that's just more of a the Avengers. It should have been. It should have been movie. him instead of Captain Marvel. Exactly. Yeah, Ooh, like, I don't have no so love for Captain cool. Marvel. Yeah, like exactly. this, this isn't even like a, anything. It's just like story wise with how Adam Warlock is in the comics and how tightly knit his story is to the Infinity Stones, especially mm-hmm. the Soul Stone. He should have been in the Infinity Saga, and it should have been him taking down Thanos like that instead of Captain Marvel. Yeah, like I'm fine with Iron Man doing the snap, but I feel like it should have been home like taking down the ships, and then Iron Man still does his snap. Agreed. Like it would not have changed anything if you just switched the two of them out. Exactly. Yeah. And Captain Marvel just doesn't like, 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 like in order for like the people to go get behind the character, they have to like almost earn, like her just pulling up and destroying that, like his destroying his entire armada. And when for the most part her character is just uninspiring, like it didn't feel good. Like, sure, it was cool and all because everyone was like obviously she like turned the tide of the battle, but at the same time, like it could have been anyone else, and I would have been at least a little bit more excited for sure. She's just too overpowered, honestly. Yeah, exactly. There's no stakes. Way too overpowered. Yeah, exactly. I, I, she shows up and there really is no stakes. I forgot she was even in the movie, like, because she was in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, she just comes out of Earth out of nowhere. Like, I was so confused at first. I was like, who is this? And then I remembered. I was like, oh, it's Captain Marvel. How did she know about the final battle happening there? Like, did Doctor Strange tell her? But he wouldn't even know where she is. No, it probably was because she, when the blip, when they snapped back, she probably saw everybody come back. She's like, oh, let me see what happened, like, if they actually fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably... That, that I would assume so. That would make the most sense, at least. Yeah. All I'll say for the for the rest of that for Adam Warlock's casting is like I never had like a specific person per se I wanted him to be, but I just feel like like you said, Xander, like you I've seen him in other movies and like I just don't put two and two together. But I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say anything for sure. I'm not gonna be like oh this movie's a flop now or anything like even close to that. Just, I'm just a little disappointed. Like I'm not angry. I'm not like oh fuck like James Gunn or anything like that. I was just I, I wish it could have been someone a little bit more like on the mature side. Not, but we'll see. He could be a mature actor. If you ever seen Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror like spinoff, whatever, like he's mm-hmm. a mature actor in that. But I feel like they could have gone with someone else, honestly. Someone more yeah. handsome looking too. 
Yeah, I I personally like again, like you said, DL. I didn't have any specific, um, in mind actors in mind, but I feel like someone like Zac Efron would have been a good, um, warlock. I I do hope that if they're not using him for that though, if they don't use him for that, I kind of hope they use him for the Human Torch though, because he would also be a good Johnny. Yeah, that too. But like, when it comes to James Gunn, though, like it could be even the most mature or serious actor. And like, if he switches up the script, like that's completely it's independent James, of their yeah. acting. Now. James yeah. Gunn is one of the only. It's like James Gunn, Taika Waititi, and the Russo brothers are the only ones that Marvel literally was like, "All right, you do whatever the fuck you want." Mm-hmm. Some hard hitters, that's why. Yeah. I mean, yes, they are. Except, like we saw, like we were talking about with Guardians too, it kind of just got too oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I but, have, we're, we're done with the news then. We're done. We'll, we'll go with it, right? Um, I got nothing else. I know, Xander, you said you had a couple things you might wanted to add. Well, at the moment, I forgot. So we can just go on later about that. Okay. Sounds good. So we'll just hop right into the uh, movie of the week. Uh, the Dyed Eyebrows makes a return. We're going <laughs> to talk about the first Thor movie. Let me just get my get my noties up here real quick. The Dyed Eyebrows. The I'll say it's a 6.5. I okay. agree. I actually have the same ranking. We'll, we'll start off with that. Oh, yeah. I have a little bit lower. I have it at a 6.1. Just because I'm just a – I mean, Hag, you know, I absolutely love Thor. And mm-hmm. whenever you have an intro story where, like, the, the possibility – like, there's so much they could do for him. The man's been living for 1,500 years old, and we see a speck of his life in this movie. And I think that we, we should have been thrown around a little bit more. I don't know how it would be done. I'm not a movie director or anything like that. But I think we should have seen more than just our childhood for a couple scenes and just – Right back to present day. Yeah. That, 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 that's just me, just because I know they have so much to do with them. And I, I, I kind of wish they did more, like, closely tied it to Norse mythology. I feel like they could have done more with it. Yeah, they, they really could have, because the people on Earth know who Thor is. They know who Loki is. Like, they have that mythology. So he has mm-hmm. to have been on Earth at one point for those people, like the Vikings, to know, you know? It, yeah, it's not, it's not like they just, for some reason, they Odin was the only one on Earth. But they know about all these people who, who are alive way after mm-hmm. Odin. Yeah, exactly. Like, they could have showed maybe that's why Thor is cocky, because the people of Earth took him as a god. Like, they praised him and shit. So maybe that's why he's cocky. But they should there should have been more flashback scenes of, like, earlier Thor. Yeah, yeah. like, scumbag. We, we, we just get, like, the later half of his, like, of, like, like how he is now. But, like, we should have seen, like, why he's like that or something, like, something of the sort to make us kind of, like, be more, like, involved in the storyline compared to just, yeah, Thor's a meathead. And, like, he gets whatever he wants. Like, that's cool. But, like, you have so much you could do, especially with an intro story. Like, I don't know. I just definitely found myself like just wanting more, like throughout the entire story itself. Yeah, I definitely wanted more of Thor mm-hmm. and Odin. And- I wanted a lot more of Odin. Yeah, like we we got more of Odin, like a flashback in what is Thor three with Home and Hella, but it wasn't enough either. No, I need like overpowered, like the Odin Force, Odin. Yeah, young Odin would have been tough to see. That's what I'm saying. Like, this man conquered nine planets. Like, you don't do that just by being a chum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they definitely wasted that character. For sure, yeah. Odin definitely should have played a bigger part. Maybe he should have, like, died to Thanos or something to show how powerful Thanos is with the Infinity Gauntlet or something. Yeah. That would have worked, in my opinion. And then Thor gets the Odin Force afterwards. Because that mm-hmm. would make more sense why Thor is able to negate the power of the Infinity Stone with the axe throw. Because he has the Odin Force. The Odin Force. Yeah. I mean, you could still say that's kind of the case with when he died and then he got, like, the electrical, um, the more of the lightning powers without Mjolnir. 
Yeah, but then Odin said you were always that strong. You don't need the hammer. No, yeah. It, it, it's... But it's like Thor's been alive for 1,500 years, and you're just now telling him you don't need the hammer. It's kind of like, nah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like they drew up what they're gonna do, and then like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's have this touching scene. Like, I, th- I thought it was a really cool scene. Yeah, I like the scene, but it definitely should have come earlier in the movies, not at the third movie, like when like all these characters should be well developed by then. Yeah, yeah. I also I had the. Say, oh no, you got it. I was just say, uh, this is just a random side note that I'm gonna mention because there's no other way for me to put this. I fucking hate the Dutch angles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't even really notice. Like, I noticed it. Like, I was kind of just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but I was watching with a couple of guys here, and Alex kept saying how much he disliked it, too. And then, like, as soon as you start to realize it, because, like, it's just overdone. It's, like, old, it's, one, it, it's, it's every other establishing shot is just a Dutch angle. They're not, sometimes it's not even establishing shots or just fucking yeah. Dutch angles. And too many close-ups on people's faces. Way too many close-ups on people's faces. Like, especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Like, where you're just looking at Natalie Portman instead of watching Thor fight fucking the Destroyer. Like, I... Like, that's cool and all. Like you got to get your money's worth with an actor like that, an actress, actress like that. Sure, whatever. But like, the the greater plot concern is not how Natalie Portman is reacting to Thor fighting the destroyer. Thor fighting, Thor fighting the destroyer. destroyer. Yeah. A little another gripe or side note I have, and also I feel like the intro was unnecessary. It should have been started with Thor, and then as soon as they found him on Earth, was where it picked up from there. Like her, like finding him and like in that mm. storm, then hitting him, then going back. I don't think that was very necessary. Like, yeah, I, I have no love for that. That's a, that's a minor, that's a very minor grade, but I, I just kind of watched it and I was like, eh, that wasn't really necessary. No. Yeah, there, there was no need for a cold open because we were literally about to see everything that just happened before and leading up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But well, I guess we'll get, we'll get started on some of our actual segments for the movie with uh, everyone's favorite and least favorite characters. Uh, we'll let the guest go first. My favorite character has to be Loki, honestly. Tom Hiddleston is just a top-tier actor. Like, he does an amazing job as fucking Loki. Like, every other character, I don't give a fuck about. Besides maybe Thor. Odin, kind of. But Odin's a fucking yeah. clown in the movie. Like, I don't yeah. know why he was going to make Thor king when Thor is clearly just immature. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. Loki would have been a better king, but he couldn't make Loki king because that's because, not his biological Yeah, because, And Loki's Loki. <laughs> Yeah, Loki is Loki, but I feel like Loki's the way he is because of the treatment he received as a kid from Odin. Like Odin always favored Thor. He's mm-hmm. always gonna make Thor the king. He like he gave Mjolnir to Thor. Like Loki didn't even get a fucking weapon from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he disrespects the shit out of him when he's banishing Thor. He's like, silence. Like, <laughs> exactly. Says, yeah. He growls at him. Aye! He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't even he, let him he was the last person you wanted to hear from him at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that he only took Loki to bargain, like, to make a bridge between them and the Frost Giant. That's the only reason why he took him. Yeah, that's kind of slimy. Man, that was fucked up. Yeah, no, he, he, Odin definitely fucked with uh, Loki too much. I will say, though, uh, uh, even though he did do that, Odin is probably one of my favorite characters, except for when he goes into Odin's sleep. Ignoring all that stuff, like, when he's, <laughs> actually, be, when he's actually being Odin, like, that whole scene of him banishing Thor to mm-hmm. earth yeah that's, like, that's a tough scene I, that's I one of my favorite that scene. scenes that's, uh, that, that's he's like you're not worthy yeah that, my father that scene is, yeah. yeah oh my father oh my father <laughs> and his father, father before him <laughs> you are deemed unworthy like that that's just hard and he bitches yeah. his ass yeah like he just grabs me on there like i, I feel like that would have been even cooler if we had like obviously like no one's really tried to pick up the hammer previously. And I feel like it just hits so much better. Like when you have like that entire thing in Age of Ultron where no one can lift it and they make like a huge big deal out of it, he just snatches it right from him. Like it's just mm-hmm. cool. 
That, that's kind of like what they did with Hela in Ragnarok. Huh? She just holds but it. She just know, stops it. Yeah. Yeah. But was the hammer enchanted before the first Thor movie? Because it seems like it wasn't. Because Thor is obviously no. not worthy. And then he puts the he puts the enchantment on the hammer when so, he sends Thor to Earth. So the way that Mjolnir works is that it's it's enchanted to a, its user. So it's yeah. enchanted to Thor, which is why Thor is the only one able to like um, get it. it to go to yeah to summon it. Thank you to summon it to him. However, the chant of being worthy is only done in the Thor movie by Odin. So mm-hmm. that that's why Hela was able to stop it is because even though she may or may not have been worthy, she was able to stop it because it was enchanted still to her because it never got that enchantment never got broken even when Thor. I forgot the that hammer. she had the hammer. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That is, that is true. So who would you say is your least favorite character then, Xander? Oh, I'd have to say either Darcy or. Maybe the doctor, nigga. No, no, actually, I'd say Darcy or the Warrior 3. The Warrior 3 absolutely <laughs> do fucking nothing in that movie. The, the Warrior 3 do nothing, period. In the yeah. MCU, yeah. They just get they just killed off they just get ice. Thor 3. Except for Sif. Yeah, I like Sif. She's a bad woman. Mm-hmm. She's better than uh, Portman. Thank uh, you. They're, t- Thank they're you. tied for me. I don't know. They're tied for me. Natalie Portman always got like a soft spot in my heart. Well, yeah, even for the, the Star Wars movies too. Yeah, okay, because of Star Wars, yeah, but but I, I personally think that it, in the movie in the MCU, Sif is more attractive than. Uh, it's also just uh, how she's portrayed too. Like Portman. she's just so much more independent and so much more like like able to just do things on her own. Like like yeah. she just she just has so much more like likability compared to um, Jane, who's kind of just like save me, Thor, save me. Like oh god, I'm just gonna stand here and make you have to fucking save me. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like she- Natalie Portman, like her character, only likes Thor because he's handsome. Like that's not enough reason why. I agree, yeah. and I'm I'm intrigued to see how the, how or what they do in Love and Thunder with female Thor, whether it's going to be a multiverse or if it is this this Jane that somehow got her hands on a Mjolnir. But I, I, I there's going to be a lot of character development that's going to happen. I think it's the happen. OG Jane. You think so? Yeah, I think they're going to go to comic book route, and maybe she gets sick, or maybe she gets cancer or something, and then she gets like the power of Thor. Mm. I hope I hope so. I hope it's not a, a multiverse story. Because I like that comic. I wasn't mad at that comic when they gave her the hammer, when Thor yeah. became unworthy. Yeah. But, uh, so, Dio, what were your your least and favorite characters? So, my favorite character, yeah, is probably either going to be Thor or Loki. I actually really like Loki. I'm glad you brought up that point about him being a really good actor, because I, I feel like he was so overshadowed in the movies prior, but after just, like, watching Loki, after seeing him more in the MCU, like... His acting still holds up. Like it's not like he also like he got like a crazy big acting boost. Like he's always been a great actor. He's just always been like a side character in this role. So like you don't get it like highlighted as much. Yeah. But but for sure, him and Thor are definitely my favorite parts. I thought there was a, some parts where Thor was like his acting wasn't great. Like he definitely had some parts where I was like a little shaky on it. But overall, since it was about him, I like since like it was his solo movie, I'll just say Loki's my favorite, just because obviously I feel like the whole point of that movie is that you want to like Thor because he's going through the main developments. Mm-hmm. So I'll say Loki just because I don't want to have the the person who was about be my favorite and my least favorite yeah it's probably darcy or um by natalie portman because she really is just so annoying in that movie like she, <laughs> she, she contributes nothing like like, like just the minute she meets thor like you said she literally she's just so handsome that's why it's like when she's just staring at him and he's staring back at her like just saying nothing like i don't know it just felt exactly. it, just, it didn't feel very like organic their relationship or their connection to each other yeah it just felt yeah, forced like thor forced. just comes and then she likes him oh you're handsome you got muscles like yeah, that's exactly. it exactly yeah, and I, I feel like it doesn't really show Thor as much. I feel like Thor would not be, like, the, the soft type. Like, we've seen everything but him being, like, the softy. He's just, like, this war-driven monkey 
Then all of a sudden he's a meathead. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he comes to Earth and he's all of a sudden like like a fine husband with, material. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he's seen other beautiful women besides Natalie Portman. He literally got Sif in his fifteen hundred years. I was gonna say yeah. Sif is right there. I don't know why he was dissing Sif so much, even in Thor: The Dark World. Like, oh, obviously geez, she likes man. you. Like, yeah, come on, man. Crazy. Nah, like, you're yeah. both, like, gods. Like, you can both live for a long time. Why would you want to be together with, like, a human? The funniest yeah. thing I think about the Warriors 3 is that, like, like, like I, I'm all for diversity. I really don't care. It's just so, like, strange how that one guy is, like, of Asian descent. And everyone and else no is. no one else is. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else is, like, that, like, European, like, nor- like from yeah. that kind of area. Like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, like, distracting. Like, it's it's just funny. Like, Heimdall. Like, Heimdall yeah. is the only black person in Asgard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do that, at least show the diversity. At least show there's other races in Asgard besides those one characters that are the main cast that you want for diversity, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my gripes of the movie. I, I will say, besides, you know, pre-Odin sleep Odin, I'm going to agree with you guys. Loki, Tom Hiddleston, like... He's tough. Yeah, he is, he's so tough. One of the best actors in the MCU, period. And I'm glad he's staying around for a while. Like, I love that scene where he finds out that he's a frost giant and he confronts Odin about it. And, like, he's in tears. He's like, crying. That, yeah, acting, he's crying. Yeah, like, that scene is amazing. Oh. That's, like, one of the best scenes in the MCU. Yeah, emotionally yeah, wise, he, he definitely takes the cake for, like, actually having a sad story. Like, someone you can get behind. Compared yeah, like, to Thor, I feel just, bad like, for him. Mm-hmm. Thor's is so much more linear and it's just so much more, like, cookie cutter. Where, like, you can't even, like, obviously, it's, it's like, it's upsetting that he gets banished and he, like, gets all the stuff taken from him. But, like, he didn't deserve it to begin with. Yeah, like, yeah. He, said he, he deserved to get banished. Like, he needed to learn, his needed me- like, a lesson of humility. Because he had none. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and it's just cool, like, seeing, like, you kind of just highlights how, like, how Loki has to actually, like, become more of a man because of the fact he's in the shadow of Thor his entire life and being mm-hmm. the younger brother. Yeah. And then on top of that, on the opposite side, my least favorite character of the movie has to go to Chris Hemsworth's dyed eyebrows. <laughs> That's so distracting fact. and so unnecessary. It's like, literally, every scene I see Thor in, all I can look at are his fucking eyebrows. Especially the close-ups. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and his contacts, so, it just they just so go away funny. at the end of the movie. Like he's mm-hmm. like his his blue contacts <laughs> are in the entire movie, and then the last fight scene, they're just back to being like that dark, that dark uh, whatever the hell is wrong. Like the the dark dark. I didn't even notice yeah. that. You know, I was it was so weird because like because like the whole point is like whenever when all they have, when they have those face shots of him like a million times in the movie, like they're always having his eyes like popping out, like doing the most, making his eyes look <laughs> super blue. And then also towards the end, they're just brown, like they're dark brown, or like that dark blue or whatever his his actual eye color was. I don't know if that's like an oversight or like that might be editing. Something. Yeah, yeah no, be for sure, too. for sure. Because a lot of the movies they edit the eyes to make them more blue. Like if you ever watched, the, like of course you guys watched the Spider Man movies. Like Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire's eyes are so blue in some of the movies. Yeah, they're they're he's they're never that blue in any other pictures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but... I, I guess we'll segue over to the thirsty moment of the movie. If... Of course. Yeah. So. There wasn't that much like like they, they definitely were like the, the director definitely wasn't trying to get the fans all bricked up so that's upset that's upsetting for us reporting in on it but I'm gonna say my thirsty moment of the movie is definitely gonna be Sif in her battle arm when she got like, that skirt on like that red yeah Ooh, that's, and all right mad at that nothing but love right. for a woman who'd be battling in a dress I do agree with you on that however I'm gonna flip the opposite coin and say as much as I hate her character uh, in every iteration except for maybe Wandavision. Uh, Kat Dennings does have some very nice uh, milkies. She got milk. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am at a Kat Dennings. It's like she's attractive, but just her character. Her know, character is annoying. Her it, character I'm, makes her unattractive. Yeah. 
it's it's it, but that's how she the character she plays in every single fucking role she has. So it just makes it very annoying to like her as an actress, in my opinion. That's her voice. Yeah, that's she has a very like animated voice. Like she's she's good as a voice actor, but I just feel like her voice is animated too much, and then the the directors use that to make her character the same way. Yeah, I I also hated the like just going off just more about Kat Dennings is the whole running joke of her not being able to pronounce Mjolnir just gets old so fucking quick. Yeah, it's stupid. Like she calls him meow meow. Like yeah, it's not even funny. But like I find it funny. Like in the Ant Man and the Wasp. uh that just comes to mind. Uh, interviews. They went around the cast and like asked them, and then Paul Rudd just goes Jonathan. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. funny. Yeah. But but besides surprisingly, that, none like, of them. Surprisingly, like, no one can say it. Like no one I can say Mjolnir. Like they asked like Mjolnir, the cast, weird, no one, yeah. and no one can say it. Like oh, the only there's like a very small amount of people. Because I feel like most of that cast doesn't even read comic books. I could just tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you they, could they tell they which ones are the fans and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Holland, you could tell he's a fan. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston, you can tell like fan. they're fans. Like Chris certain, Hedder. yeah, certain actors, you can just tell that they're fans of like the material and this, like where the characters yeah. come from. And some of them are just like, yeah, this will do. Yeah, this is a nice they, paycheck. They just put that exactly. extra mile into it, where like they realize that like they're portraying a character, like they're portraying like a, 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 a like such a known and well loved character. Like so, they know they have to give it their all. Like, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen, she's a big fan of the comics. Like she was talking mm-hmm. oh, about yeah. before WandaVision even came out. Age of Ultron interview. She was like, "Yeah, I hope we do like the House of M storyline." Like she was going in about it in her interview. I was like, "Damn." Yeah, like she she's an actual. Like I love to see. Like I love when you can actually tell the difference and that they actually go out of their way. Yeah. But uh, Xander, I believe you're the last one with the thirsty moment of the movie. I just gotta say, Sif. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely put her above um, Natalie Portman. I was I was fighting an uphill battle because everyone in this damn house is obsessed with Natalie Portman. So no, I, I agree with you on that. Sif Sif over Portman any day. I'm looking at Sif right now because I, I have the movie on the background. Uh, <laughs> it, in that recovery scene where uh, at right after Thor gets banished, mm-hmm. uh, she, yeah. whatever whatever pajamas or whatever she's wearing currently, it's looking pretty nice. That. We all about that. No cap. Also, another thing I'm going to point out is not Volstagg, the 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 blonde guy of the Warriors Three. Do any either of you know his name? He oh, plays. He plays. Uh, he plays Shazam. Uh, yeah, he plays Shazam in. I so that I don't like that movie. Zach, Zachary Levi. Is, yeah. Zachary Levi is the actor in Dark World and Ragnarok. However, in Thor One, it's a completely different actor that you don't realize gets recasted because the Warriors Three are that fucking useless. Oh, he wasn't Zachary Levi in the first Thor. Nope, I didn't realize that. I thought they recasted him in the third Thor. Wow. Nope, they recasted him in in between one and two. It's a completely different Why? actor. That's, that's how useless sense. they are. He, he's that's useless sick. in the second and Thor, and second and third Thor movies. So why even recast him? Just because get the, the guy the guy didn't want to come back, so they're like, all right, Zachary Levi, and then they just didn't <laughs> use Zachary Levi. And then he got, and they all got cooked, and they all got fucking I, butchered. Yeah, I know this is Thor 1, but I got to say, in Thor 3, when they all get cooked like that, it's just so dumb. At least flesh their characters out in Thor 3. Whoever, like, whoever you are, wherever you come from. <laughs> dead. <laughs> it's, it's like, why? Like, I guess, was that the same character, the Asian guy? Yeah, that's, that's why I said it like that. Because he, he looked different, so I was, I was assuming that was just some random no, person. But that like, is the only Asian person on Asgard, apparently. Yeah, it's literally the only one that gets... Recasted is, is Zachary Levi as whatever I can't remember 
the blonde uh, Warriors three members name. Do they even name them? Like, I think there's one scene where they name them. Volstag is is the fat ginger. Sif is Sif. I don't know the other two. (laughs) They're fucking useless. Exactly. So underutilized, man. So underutilized. What a shame. Like, at least use them. Yeah, like, like, like you really like I don't know like I, like I guess they're just trying to like do like the juxtaposition like Thor's is so much stronger than everyone else but even when they're on Jotunheim like they were like barely they're like, 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 they low-key getting their salads tossed while Thor's just joking around just tossing them like literally having his fucking having a party beating the, the piss out of all the, frost the, the guy I'm talking about the blonde guy literally gets impaled by ice <laughs> and then Thor's still beating the shit out of yeah. the frost <laughs> Sif is like Thor we have to go and he's and like, he's like right, no leave. Yeah, he's like, beating the shit out of these people. Like, come on. Like, he's such a meathead in this movie. He's I like it, though. In, in it, upcoming it, movies, yeah. too, but... I honestly like it, because, like, I feel like if he wasn't a main character, I feel like I'd like even more. Like, this is supposed to be your main character, the guy that everyone's supposed to be, like, like trying to get behind. And, like, there's just no, like, likable qualities about him until the end of the movie. Like, he's just literally a dickhead. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so confused why Odin was ready to make him king in the beginning of the movie before the Frost Giants came. It's like, yeah. do you see your son? He's just a meathead. And he just yeah, he like, just wants to fight. Like Loki saved the day. Like he might have not thought he was, but he actually did save the day by stopping that ceremony. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, Loki actually was like kind of a hero in that moment because Thor was <laughs> not ready to be king. Like, thank God Loki did what he did because yeah, then because Thor wouldn't have learned his lesson and sent to Earth. You know, sent to Earth. But on the opposite coin of that, like, there's a lot that would have happened. Yeah, Loki probably would have just conquered the nine realms. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, because Thor Thor probably would have been, like, fucking party Thor and what if. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another cool-ass scene was, um, I guess, kind of transitioning to the favorite scene of the movie. The I really like when, when Odin pulled up on his eight-legged horse, like, whatever the hell that thing's name is. Like, that that was so cool. Oh, and, uh, when he pulls up on Jotunheim on the, the horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was really... That's a, uh, it's it, it's visually pleasing. On top of it, just it's tough seeing Odin pull up like that. That's what I'm saying. Pull up in his armor, even though he was looking like Laffy said. He's, he's like, whatever the hell that's called. He's, he's looking old. He's looking. Yeah, he's like you're looking up. weak. Mm-hmm. Laffy's uh, not one of those characters that doesn't get any love because he gets killed exactly. in this movie. Literally, Loki shoots Odin's staff. Like he shoots him with Odin's staff, and he just gets like vaporized. Like I don't understand. Like why are they that weak? And why did? Odin even struggle against the Frost Giants the first time they went to war. If Odin's that strong and they just make the Frost Giants seem that weak, he shouldn't have even struggled against them. Like, there shouldn't have even been a conflict. Odin should just pulled up, put his dick on them, and then that's it. Yeah. No, I'm forgetting the name of the staff. I think it's like Gungnir or something like that. I believe it's that's correct. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's strong. Like, it's, it's literally like the same type of deal as Mjolnir, where like it was literally made to be like a king's weapon. But at the same time, like, we should have gotten more about it. Like, they did like all this stuff about Mjolnir, but then Loki's just like, because you kind of see Loki battling him at the end, and like it's, it's literally like equaling Mjolnir in terms of like when they're swinging on each other. You don't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind this of is- to, the, to the average user, you'd be like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Like, I thought Mjolnir is supposed to be this end-all, be-all, but then he's fighting him on equal footing. Like, yeah, they should have explained lot, it. There's a lot that doesn't get explained uh, lore-wise when it comes to like the Asgardian weapons and and stuff that I. Do it's a goddamn them. origin story. Like, yeah. like if there's any time to introduce this stuff and like get all the fluff out of the way, like obviously. It would maybe not, maybe like it might have been a slower movie, but like I feel like that's the point of the first movie is just establishing all the players and then getting everything like, like explained. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I will say, uh, going opposite into maybe not as, as serious of, of scenes that I can, uh, I do, I, I enjoyed the movie personally is when they're in the diner and Thor finishes the coffee, mm-hmm. another 
Oh, I love that scene. Another. Uh, another. Like, what are you doing? That's not how we do that. And he's like, what do you mean? He said, I meant no disrespect. I love yeah, that. I love, yeah, he's like, I meant no disrespect. Or, 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 or another, you know, just Thor being Thor. When he walks into the pet store, he goes, I need a horse. Yeah, and that was really funny. <laughs> he's like, we don't have a horse. He's like, I need the fast so, animal I, you I, have. I need, I need something big enough for me to ride. <laughs> That's a meathead. Yeah, I, I did like that part of the movie where like like it's like obviously Thor does, has no clue what the hell's going on in Earth. So like he kind of is just so like like he's just so oblivious. isolated. Yeah, exactly. So oblivious to everything that's going on there. So I think that's cool. But overall, no. it's just it's just not very like doesn't hit. Doesn't, there, doesn't like leave you with anything good. There's so much more that needed to be explored with Thor. The story of Thor before and during more like all we really yeah. see is he's a fish out of water, and then he he's just suddenly worthy yeah. again because he sacrificed himself. Like, how about a scene where he gets me on there? Like, when he gets it for the first time. Like, how, I don't know. Like, Yeah, uh, that would, that would have, I feel like, done so much for the movie. Yeah, maybe yeah. show, like, Loki and Thor in their teenage years and show why Loki has, like, animosity towards his brother and show why, like, Odin was favoring Thor. Maybe show some more of that when Thor gets me on there for the first time and Loki's like, damn, all right, I see how it is. Like, they should have yeah. shown that. Or, the, or, like, something like, in Loki, we see... Oh, we were young, and we see him be DB Cooper because he lost a bet to Thor, and Heimdall or whatever happened. Like, if we saw that now, like it would have just been more character development for those their relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need more scenes like that. Yeah, for an intro movie, they're playing it too safe. Like they were, they were just doing like the guaranteed scenes compared to like maybe like what we should have gotten because Thor is such a huge part of the MCU like to have him ha- have his story start out like that compared to obviously Iron Man's and Captain America the big three like it is so bad compared to their first movies mm-hmm. yeah I feel like the MCU was playing it really safe in the beginning and then phase two they got a little weird like we see Guardians of the Galaxy like that's when they really took off on the weird aspects of his comic books mm-hmm. yeah I-, I I will say too though it's like in my opinion, and, and honestly, it's probably most, if you, if you really, like, take a deep dive into everything if, and, and, and the marketing, Thor was not one of the big three until Ragnarok and his popularity shot up. That's true. Yeah. Because I've always liked Thor, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just like he, he barely did anything in, like, Thor 1 and Thor 2 were both mid, and Thor 2 is trash. but They're just useless uh, to the story yeah, of the MCU. Like, absolutely and, useless. He barely does anything in Avengers besides, you know, like obviously Loki is the main villain. He doesn't do anything in Age of Ultron besides that vision, really. And then Ragnarok comes out and then his popularity shoots up and now he's a fucking even more of a meathead. But he has a reason to be this time. Yeah. I feel like in the first Avengers at the end of the movie when Stark's taking the nuke into the wormhole, why couldn't Thor just do that? Thor obviously could have survived the blast. He literally can fly. He's stronger than all the Avengers. But I feel like since Robert Downey Jr.'s first movie was just so much better than most of the MCU yeah. movies at that point, like they wanted mm-hmm. to make Robert Downey Jr. the face of the Avengers. But it's like Thor could have done that. They should have gave Thor his moment. Yeah. Agreed. It, 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 Thor definitely needed more development than what he ever got. But, I mean... And there's thank like God no callbacks. Better later than never. Yeah, yeah thank it, God for Ragnarok. Because there's like no callbacks for the most part of his earlier movies and the later movies, and that just like further solidifies just like how uneventful and utterly useless those movies are. Like sure, that obviously there's a few here and there, just when they're like, like the Endgame one. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like that's literally the only callback we get is the Endgame callback to Thor: The Midworld, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, because like, where you have Tony Stark, like literally, ha- like all of his movies getting condensed into like infinity war endgame like where they have all these callbacks all this like all these characters all same, these same thing with cap mm-hmm. yep 
it's like all these characters are getting their callbacks actually like referencing me yeah they were in movies before this movie but then thor is just kind of like yeah you guys know thor we don't, we, don't, we don't need to do any more than that. Yeah. It's like, we'll reference uh, The Dark World just because we have to. It's like yeah. most people who aren't MCU fans probably haven't even seen The Dark World because they know it's just not a good movie. Because to be honest with you, you don't need to. You, you really the, don't. The entire movie gets recapped in the first, like in that three-minute segment of, of, or not Endgame. even, like that minute segment of Endgame where Thor is explaining the plot. That's all you need to know about it. Yep. I think that's the joke. Like, they know that movie isn't, like, critically good. acclaimed. It's not yeah. good. But I feel like that was a joke. Like, all right, we'll just recap this mid-movie in one minute. Like, most people haven't even seen this, probably. Yeah. Well, sidetracking a little bit. Uh, actually, unless DLP had a couple more thoughts. I was going to say another scene I liked was uh, when he destroyed the Rainbow Bridge. I thought that looked really cool. Like, that was just a cool yeah. scene overall. And then, like, him yeah. just destroying it. Then, like, like, him just realizing that he can't go back to Jane when he does it. And he still does it anyways. Like, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I- I mean, I think that whole thing was kind of useless because, like, and then in, he just, the Bifrost is just back. No, 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 100%, yeah. I'm like, well, how, how, they never explain that how he comes back in Avengers 1. They do, actually. They do dark magic, yeah. um, Yeah, Loki says, how much dark magic did Father have to conjure up to send you here? yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, like it's 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 something that literally, if you're not paying attention, it will go right over your head. Like it's mm-hmm. it's such a quick thing you have to catch, and they don't explain it after that, and then it comes back in the dark world, right? The dark world, yeah. He just has the Bifrost again. The can, Are they using dark it, magic again? Like what's no, up? no. Look, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's Asgard. The Bifrost, it, it's actually the Bifrost. The Bifrost is in Asgard, and you can see the fucking the crack where it broke and where it, like it split. It just uh, it. They should it's have useless. explained that then. It, yeah, it's useless. What happens to the Bifrost after? I mean, I guess he uses it in, in like Infinity War, but it's never explained how he just has access to the Bifrost now. Since Asgard was destroyed, yeah, it just makes no sense to me. Like, yeah, if Asgard is gone, what is Where's the, the power? Yeah, what is that power coming from? The World Tree, I'm guessing. Probably. Like, they just have access to that in his axe. It's like explain yeah. that. 100%. I, I think the biggest problem that these movies suffer from, suffer from Thor movies compared to the other two heroes we're talking about is like they just they need to do more showing and less telling. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, this, like we just need to see these events. Like in Ragnarok, when he's talking about like when him and Thor were young, when he turned himself into a snake, like stuff like that. I'm not saying we need to see that specifically, but like DC does this all the time where they always say the stuff that's going on off scene, not off camera. It's like, why don't we want you to show it to us? Like it, it would mean so much more if we could see it compared we've to just seen, some character. Yeah. Just spitting it out and being like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Like the like, G.B. Cooper thing in, in Loki. <laughs> exactly. Like that, that scene is ten times more humorous. Like if, if they just said, oh, yeah, remember that time you were G.B. Cooper? Like that wouldn't have meant anything. But that whole scene was so cool. And like it obviously had no rebel, um, like sort of importance to any storyline. It was just funny to watch. Like, Yeah. It just adds so much more value when compared to just someone just spitting it out and just being like, yep, all right, that's it. That's all you're gonna, ever going to hear about that again. I'm I'm just gonna go back to the Bifrost. Why don't the Asgardians have like spaceships, that type of technology, if they're that old and they know about other planets? It's like, do you really need the Bifrost? Just fucking build a spaceship to get around. Because obviously, we see that's how they get off of Asgard and Thor three in Ragnarok. Yeah, it, it's, no, so it's, it's like a, there's why? a lot of stuff that kind of like doesn't make sense. Like, you really don't need the Bifrost if you have other aliens literally having spaceships that are that advanced. Like, we'll go back to the Eternals. Like, they have spaceships when they first come to Earth, and that was, like, thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of useless. Yeah, Asgard itself, I feel like just that, that entire concept of Asgard is just super, like, 
it's a super like Kel in the raps for whatever reason. Like, like, oh, I guess they're trying to go for like the less you know about it makes it like more mythical or something. But like, I don't know. Like, like, what are they the god of? Like, what is it fear? Like, the Warriors did. What are they the god of? Like, we don't even know what the hell they're the gods of. They're just the god of being useless and being plot armor and having like mm. I don't know coming to Earth and then getting getting swapped by the fucking destroyer. Speaking of uh, getting just random stuff thrown in there. <laughs> Hawkeye's in the movie for 15 oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about Hawkeye. Oh, the there's a funny scene of Hawkeye in there. Yeah, the only reason I remember is because I wrote. I had to make sure I write it in my notes because every time I watch this movie, I forget Hawkeye's in it. And there's so there's this too. one scene where... Oh, you can go, Dio. Yeah, um, my bad. It's so funny, too, because I feel like if you were to like, take a guess which movie they'd introduce him in, I feel like that'd be the last movie, I guess. Agreed. Absolutely. Like, he should have been introduced in Iron Man 2 with... Uh, Scarlet Johansson. Widow, or, or even in um, uh, Hulk, maybe first, Incredible first, Hulk. First, Incredible Hulk, or even First Avenger, he could have been introduced in, in the like the flash forward and flashback scene. Yeah, the end credits scene or whatever. Yeah. But there's what this one we... scene where fucking Hawkeye looks at a gun, like he's really gonna oh, use yeah. a gun instead of a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they want us to know, they want us to like guess, oh, who's this character? Oh, he picked up a bow. But it's like, why are you even looking at that gun, my guy? You're not going to use the gun. He, he actually touches it. Like, he's going to pick it up, and he's like, nah, I'll just use my bow and arrow. Like, you were going to use anything else. It's like, come on, man. No, it's, it's but it's just like, it's just so randomly thrown in there. Like, he's in it for literally 15 minutes, and it does it goes nowhere. Absolutely speaking nowhere. Of, speaking of that scene, why the hell did S.H.I.E.L.D. let Thor leave when they clearly saw that his ID wasn't real? I have no idea. Like, for the I, plot. I, like I was so confused yeah. watching that scene. Cause, like, I ran it back again. I was like, did they say something and I just forgot? Like, did he did he pay them or did he fucking say something? But like, they literally saw that wasn't him. Like, it they just said guy. follow him. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't know. Like, they clearly see it. This man is absolutely juiced. He like Colson said, he turned all his boys looking like they're a bunch of minimum wage security co- cops or whatever it was. Yeah, that's and they don't want to really know mean. more. Like, that's Shield they're talking about. Literally the most like meticulous, like, like the most meticulous, and like they have to know everything. Like, they're literally an intelligence agency. Like, you think they'd want to know exactly. every person who's a threat to them because he's obviously a threat considering he's beating the shit out of all of them mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it doesn't make sense that the doctor says oh he takes steroids that's how he's able to do that but the combat skill he showed when he's taking down these people with guns it's not, like, come on. not steroids yeah, it's so, like come on like, just because you're whole, doesn't like the, all of a sudden turn you into a fucking black belt mm-hmm. it also, it, oh fuck I just, rem- I just got reminded Agent Sitwell's in this movie too I have that in my notes too. I like how like the like the tie-ins with the whole universe. They were setting that up from the beginning. Like I love that. Yeah, Sitwell, the the one the one senator that that Tony Stark. Uh, he's a fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. That <laughs> yeah. comes back later. Yeah, like, all those are cool. But um, I completely forgot what I was just about to say. Um, oh, it it's it the the random lightning spurts or whatever happens that just ran just because Thor's on like close to Mjolnir. Is that why? The thunder and the lightning is coming when he's attacking the shield base. Like, yeah, source uh, of rain. He gives Jane and Jack. He's like, here, you're gonna need this. But how does he know that? Like, obviously, he thinks that it's because he's worthy. But why does the rain still come? Yeah, if he's not worthy, yeah, why does the rain come? Why is there lightning? Maybe it's because maybe they're setting up Thor. Just has that power, but he doesn't have his powers when he gets sent to Earth. He got stripped from it, so it just mm-hmm. makes no sense why thunder magically comes rain. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely just like it was more like they were putting the theatric, they were putting like the cinematography over the actual plot line. It was like, oh yeah, this looks cool. Yeah. Let's, have, let's have a scene where it's raining, so he's all like covered in mud, lifting up Mjolnir. But like it was, it just turned out to be un- unnecessary. Agreed. Not needed. 
But I will I will say that Loki trying to lift it was pretty funny. Yeah, he actually thought he was about to be able to lift it. <laughs> he, he's like, cool. yeah, I might as well try. No, uh, I will say that this movie did have pretty good cameos. Like, obviously, Coulson was in it. Um, he's a suit. Like, he is a suit. Like, like he because... pulls up and takes Jane fucking equipment for no reason. Like, you're shield. You're telling him you can't just build that own equipment. You don't have the money to resources to get that equipment. Yeah, so you just take everything from her? It's like, come on. You take her computer to phone, too. Like, I feel like that was just, like, a comedic aspect. But it's like, come on, you shield. Why you got to be a dickhead about it? Yeah, why do you need to do that? Um, I will say, though, this Stan Lee cameo uh, is probably one of my favorites. Oh, I love yeah. the Stanley Cameron. It's, it's, like... it's, it's just a guilty, like, his truck, it, did it work? His truck gets pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> pulls the whole back of his fucking truck. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love the Stanley cameos. They always have, like, a, a place in my heart. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, some of them are better than others. Very clearly better than others. Yep. Like, one one yeah. of my favorites, a little sneak peek into the future, is the Spider-Man Homecoming one. Where he's like, hey, Diane, how's your mother? <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Or the another one for the Guardians. I love when they, like, show that he's a watcher in Guardians, oh, a watcher too. informant? Yeah, yeah that, that one's pretty cool. hard. Yeah, it's just cool. He always switches it up. Like, 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 whether they're good or bad, I can just always respect how, like, he's just not going to be, like, that same, like, like cookie cutter. Like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a random cameo, and it's just going to be the exact same formula every time. I, I can always appreciate that. It's, like, always different. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, so, some are more subtle than others. Like, like mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange, he's literally just reading a book. But yeah. in but in um in in uh First Avenger, he's literally he's the main part of the screen. So I thought he'd be taller. Mm-hmm. I like the it was an incredible Hulk quote. He's drinking the soda. He's he just he's cooked. Dies. <laughs> <laughs> like he just gets cooked drinking banners of blood. That was weak. It's that gamma radiation. No cap. But um, unless you boys have uh, any other little insights about the movie itself. I mean, the, the, the fight scenes were, were all right. The Destroyer was kind of useless. Yeah, I just I just don't like how they just didn't utilize the Destroyer enough. Like, he just pulls up and gets bitched by Thor by a little bit of lightning. And he gets like, bitched by his own attack, like the Palpatine move. Like, his own ugh. attack goes in his face. Like, I hate that. I literally, so we, lazy. We, see, we see him ice up. We see the Destroyer ice up those uh, Frost Giants at the beginning of the movie. And then Thor washes his ass. Mm-hmm. Another funny uh, moment I will say is that they, we we don't even figure out what the ending um like, like what happens with them is the frost giants getting absolutely cooked by the fucking bifrost <laughs> like they're just like, like oh, oh. So <laughs> their planet's getting absolutely annihilated and we don't even see the aftermath of that like how many fucking people how many frost giants did they kill before they actually destroyed the fucking rainbow bridge like, I feel like that shit was not enough I mean yeah, not, not enough, enough. Uh, no, no, not nearly enough. They must have decimated that planet. Like, I, I would be like to say at least like by a third of that planet is fucking destroyed. All right, yeah. Jotunheim. Like speaking of Jotunheim, I have like I wish we saw more of Jotunheim. Like we only see that one location of the fucking throne room, but I wish we saw more of that. I wish we saw like more infrastructure of Jotunheim. Like seeing more, one building's not enough. I wish yeah. we saw more of the nine realms in general. Like all that really gets explored is Midgard and a little bit of Asgard until Ragnarok. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely should explore the nine realms more. We get more of that in the dark world, but we get one more round. We get like Alfheim or whatever it is. Whatever yeah, it is. yeah, it's it's just stupid. Like, like like I said from the literally the start of this episode, like it's North mythology. There's so it's probably one of my favorite mythologies, and they just do yeah. nothing with it. Like, like it's so, so rich. Cool. 
They, mm-hmm. they, they have so much that not only Norse mythology in the Marvel universe from the comics, but the Norse mythology in our actual universe in, yeah, you know, our, in real life that they could have pulled from so much. And they just kind of was like, now nah, we're going to make this the most bare bones superhero movie with a little bit of Norse mythology. Yeah, that's literally what it was like. The MC was playing it too safe. Like, I wish we saw like a world serpent or something like that. I, the world serpent, I feel like, would have been a little too much to start off with. Nah, second Thor, they should have shown. Yeah, no, second Thor. Yeah, we could have seen the world serpent, but like the first movie, I get why. Like, but they they were playing it instead of playing it safe, they were playing it too safe. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I, before we move on to final thoughts in the movie, I mean, we already went over our rankings, but uh, we always like to go over the post credit scene. This one was uh, not one of my favorites. Yeah, it was just more. It's actually kind of funny that we we barely even talked about what's his name, that doctor, the entire this entire. But we haven't even talked about him once. Like it just shows like how unavailable, like just how useless these characters are. Where like we like we barely talked about the Warriors three. We barely talked about like Odin. Like we barely talked about any of these guys. Because they just talk- don't mean it. Heimdall, yeah. we didn't even mention him at all. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he just doesn't do enough. Just like the doctor, I, I might put the doctor as my least favorite character instead of the Warrior Three because at least they get screen time. Like they actually do something. They tell Thor Loki is actually taking over Asgard. Like your dad's not dead. They tell him that, but the doctor is literally just there to tell Jane, "Don't do this. I don't think you should trust him." And she trusts him anyways. It's like, why are you even in the movie then? Yeah, and and like I get that he does a little more in um in uh Avengers uh, Avengers. Thor, uh, the Dark World, and a little bit in Age of Ultron, but then his character just right off the face of the earth gets gone. Like he actually does get snapped, but like he just d- disappears from the universe and never comes back. Yeah, yeah, we don't see enough of him. He doesn't do enough in the MCU besides in the Avengers, and even it's just, in, that's it. Even in the What If episode that was about retelling Thor one, Selvig was just not there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, they kind of just make him a useless character because he should have been in that episode. If Darcy's in that episode, he should have been in episode two. He should have been in it more than Darcy. Darcy's fucking... uh, Don't get me started. I feel like she's better in WandaVision than she was in her own, like, movie with Thor. Agreed. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, she's got flesh, she got fleshed out. She got fleshed out a little bit more. She's not just, like, that that, that generic B-list character that just kind of exists just to propel plot. She's C-list. She's yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, sure. honestly, she's probably D-list. Honestly, yeah. But yeah. but overall, I mean, the movie was just ridiculously made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think having Nick Fury only be in the post credit scene was also a disservice to Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. True. Yeah, However, he should have been there instead of Coulson, honestly. He, he also is the only um, actor that was in almost every... Uh, phase one movie. The only movie he missed out on was The Incredible Hulk. Which they dissed that movie. I don't even like, they, they didn't even count that as like continuity. That's, it's like they, they're recently started bringing it back and we chatted about this in the, in the Incredible Hulk uh, episode. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to episode two. But um, it's just, they're starting to bring it around, but it's at this point it's like a little too late. Yeah, it's, it's too late. Like, these characters should have brought back around before 2016, you know, Eight years after the movie came out, like we should have had those characters constantly come back. Uh, we should have had Ross. We should have had Betty. We should have had Abomination, the leader. Just any of them, just come back before you know, twenty sixteen, eighteen, and now twenty twenty one. I was forgetting but... how different Heimdall's character was too. Not to cut you off, Xander, but like he's no, like, like, it's such a like 
a straightforward role for like someone like Idris Elba is like you don't cast someone like that to just be like speaking in the monotone voice, being such such a statue. And like it's so it's so refreshing what they do to him in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, put some use on him. Like, like he's an amazing say, we actually, actor. He's we, got a crazy good resume, and then it equates to what him just standing there the entire time, and just being kind of useless. Except that one scene, him breaking out of the ice was kind of cool. Yeah, I like, like when that. he chops their heads off, he pisses mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, but overall, uh, I'm a little uh, dissatisfied with the movie. Yeah, I might have to honestly take it from a six point five to like a six now because just just talking about all these points that make no sense and that. The, the movie should have been better. It should have been more of Thor's backstory and more mythology for the Norse mythology and shit. The Dyed mm-hmm. Bros are so fucking bad. I'm sorry. They're on the screen right now for me. And they're just, it they're might have awful. to be a, it might be a 5.9 because of Dyed Eyebrows now. <laughs> we'll just keep lowering it. Let's keep lowering it. I, keep lowering it. I, I Odin's sleep gonna... being a plot convenience, 5.6. Why is he going to Odin's sleep and then wake up three minutes later? I thought the whole point was of the Odin's sleep is so he can regain his powers. Because he's old. Yeah, he was, he's in Odin sleep for years. Not Why do you just wake minutes. up? That's also another gripe with the movie. Is it's for the plot that he needed to wake up to see Loki off. Yeah, no, yeah that, it, was, it was dumb and unnecessary. Yeah. A lot of stuff that could have changed. But, uh, and this is the same thing that I've said with the past couple of MCU uh, movies that we've covered is it just suffers from early MCU syndrome. Yep. Yeah, playing it too it, safe. It, it's playing it too safe. And then vision. they... And they also had that stupid fucking head of Marvel before Kevin Feige didn't have to report to him. Yeah. Who didn't... Who was didn't it Mike Perlmutter the, or something? Yeah, I think it was Mike Perlmutter, who, who just didn't want the diversity. Literally, one of his quotes that got leaked after he got fired or whatever or whatever it was said that he said that he didn't want... Who, who would see a movie led by a woman or a, a person of color? And now, yeah, he didn't want Black Panther. He said, yeah, he, and nobody wants to see a woman play in a role. I'm like, black, what? Or a, black, or a person of color. Now, we have Shang-Chi, Black Panther, Black Widow, and Captain Marvel, which have all made more money than a decent chunk of the MCU. Yeah, it's crazy and, that they had that person in charge. It's like, t- talk about anti-creative. Like, the whole point is when you're running stuff like that, you should have a bigger aspect on things, not just say things where, oh, it's always been done like this, so we're going to keep doing it like this. Like, that's not someone you should have having any say over your movies in, like, in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they have to get my man, Kevin Feige, to beg Bob Iger to be like, nah, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, and thank, thank God Bob Iger did, because you could tell when that switched up, and it definitely helped. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, just such a, it's such a new breath of life was put mm-hmm. into the MCU when he took over and actually yeah, had because, some sort of creativity. Because Kevin Feige was at, at this point, like the MCU is just Kevin Feige's fan dream. Like it's just his his um, fan fiction. That's what I was looking for. His fan fiction is just everything that he's creating for uh, the MCU at this point. Yeah. They definitely should have put more respect on his name earlier on because he helped with, like, the original X-Men movies. Spider-Man. Involved in Spider-Man movies. Like, they should have put more respect on this man's name. Like, come on. This man has been working for Marvel in general for over 20... uh, I want to say almost 30? But over 20 years. I can tell that for sure. Yeah, he's been involved with the movies for, like, 20 years now. So, but at least we got it in the end. That's all that really matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm still gonna keep mine at a six point one. I think that's a pretty fair spot to put it at because, like, because like a uh, six, yeah, I think six point one is the fairest it's gonna be. 
for now, I'll, I'll keep mine at a 6.5, but maybe later on down the line, once I, once we review more of these movies, I might change. But as of right now, 6.5 is what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Like, it's a good start for phase one, because obviously we're playing a safe back then, so it's a good start for phase one. It wasn't terrible. It was just not eventful. It was kind of mid. Yeah. There was, there was more than needed. There was more than needed to come for from it that just didn't. Yeah, like, the sure. CGI still holds up for the movie. The movie still looks good CGI-wise. The makeup for, like, the Frost Giants, I guess. Like, it looks fine. Yeah. The Frost Giants should have been taller, but... Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they, they were definitely playing it smart, like, where they are making all the scenes that were in super dark, just so you didn't, like, get the free, full picture on. Like, it's like, there was some scenes where it was kind of bright, where they didn't look tight. as good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a cheap it. trick. It's just a cheap editing trick. Like, Cla- I have to turn my TV CW. Classic CW type shit. Mm-hmm. Just turning the brightness down so fucking low, you can't see how jagged some of these fucking pictures look. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awful. But that wraps things up uh, for the movie itself. Let's go. Time, time for uh, the post credit scene. The drum roll is going. It's still going. So, I guess we'll get started. The stuff that we uh, normally do. The music of the week. We had a couple of... Uh, Good things. We had actually not a couple. One one good album this week. One really good album this week. Mm-hmm. Punk, punk by Young Thug. Sus. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not a big Young Thug fan. But when I heard that album, I'm like, thank God he like changed up some of the beats, instrumentals. Like he's using guitars. Like I actually was yeah. fucking with it. Yeah, this punk. It, it was a punk album. Like it, it was what he said it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was it was more than just regular rap and. The features he had, like I'd say every single feature except for Drake was fire. <laughs> yeah, I was not messing with how Drake brings that light skin energy on that song when yeah, you got Thug, Travis sliding on the track, spitting, and you got yeah, Drake tiptoeing on the track. I don't know. We'll, I'm like, yeah, turn this we'll, off. We'll we'll just turn it we'll just turn this right into where we're going. Bubbly. Mm, Thug and Travis tough. Scott. That it's so <laughs> Travis Scott is, is doing the most spitting I think he's done all year. Yeah. Like he's just so buttery smooth, and Drake pulls him and does. I cannot stand. Like I'm, I'm not sure what the style is called. Was like when he's just extending out the end of all of his verses. It's like, like why? Like don't do that. Like, it's just so amateurish for someone who's clearly no amateur, been in the game for mm-hmm. as long as he's been in for. And he's pulling up, being like, oh, like he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like he's just like, yes, please. Like, yeah, like no. It, it's like anyone with a fucking microphone and basic edit, fucking music record editing software can make that verse. Like that's not something you expect out of someone. His like. Stat, like his notoriety, his resume, like he's yeah. not someone who should be making a song like that. And whoever is running quality control, and he's got too much yes men in his fucking life. For real. he really I, does. Agreed. And it's and it, what I was thinking. I was, um, I was thinking. What's it call it? Uh, you got it. Um, sorry. I was thinking about it and talking to smoke. There we go. That it, my memory is returning. Um. <laughs> And if Lil Baby was on that the same beat as Travis and Thug was, and he did his flow from Wants and Needs, that song would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. It definitely should have been Lil Baby. Because I know Drake can spit, because we heard the song Never Recover, where he's just spitting. But he's I don't spitting. know why he just decides to go all tiptoe on the track. Completely switch it up with what it, like what was going on beforehand. Like, I will say, I like how like when the beat actually starts picking up towards the last part of his verse, I think that's good. When he yeah. starts speeding up again, getting like that regular thing that Travis was, yeah, Travis was spitting on. And I did like the the police sirens. I think that was really cool. But that first thing just kills. Like I'm literally like 
jamming out to Travis. Like I was drinking to that shit last night, doing funnels to it. And then all of a sudden Drake comes on and it just sucks the life out of me. <laughs> a minute and 36, you switch it. Yeah, so it's like all of a sudden it's like Travis spitting, like he's just going quick. He's just like going quick and clean. And all of a sudden Drake's like, yeah, like it's uh <laughs> He's on his certified lover boy shit. Yeah, still. that's what I'm saying. He's on his fucking playboy shit. No, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, he he definitely didn't need to uh didn't need to be like that. But but moving on even to more of the other features, like J. Cole popped off on that song. Living it up. Juice Living World it up is a beautiful fucking yeah, song. Juice, they, Juice uh, World's tough. All right. Juice, the, um, or uh, with um, what's the song called with Post Malone and, and Rocky? Living it up. That is living it up. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a beautiful song, fucking song. That's such a vibe. Like it's literally just a vibe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the type of song you're gonna hear at the mall. They're gonna suck in the life out of it now. They probably are, but I mean, honestly, I, I don't listen to I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm, I've been sucking the album since it came out on uh, yeah. on Friday. I've had added, added, added like I think it was like six or seven of it to Zemo because it's just like party songs you play on at a party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one thing I will say though is I don't know like who started this competition or why it's still going on, but the artists that are like trying to compete for the worst album cover of the year needs to stop. They're Absolutely. all awful. Almost every single one has been awful this year. Drake's. I mean, even Donda. I will even say even it's Donda fucking a black screen. Yeah, no, black. I hate the Donda album cover when he had such amazing album cover concept arts before that he teased. And you're just gonna say, nah, fucking go with the black screen. Black. It's yeah, so it's stupid. Like Donda, certified lover boy. Uh, punks is awful. Monteros. I get where like he was cut, where Nas X was coming from with that one, but it still is just like it's not great. Meek Mills. It's not. Meek, Meek Mills, Mills is awful. absolutely atrocious. I remember I see I saw a video of some dad. Like, the album cover was on a bus, and he's screaming and yelling. He's like, why are you putting this on the bus where you got naked women? And my kids are going to see this. Like, you're in a neighborhood putting this on a bus. And I'm like, I agree. Like, it's just yeah, I mean, yeah. The, it's just such I'm, an I'm, ugly album cover. I'm sure we're missing some. I think even DJ Khaled's album that came out at the beginning of this year that I refuse to call, say its name. Um, <laughs> like, that, even that album cover was awful. Mm-hmm. They're honestly competing with each other to say, let's just put out the most ugly and shit album cover and see if, that the people are going to like it still. If, if Utopia's album cover is shit, I'm going to be so tight. Yeah. Travis don't miss the album covers, though. He don't. That's true. That's true. I mean, Don's, Don's album cover is pretty tough. I liked it. Yeah. I like the Don. Like, Travis's alternative album covers are better than some of artists' regular album covers. I, like, I know. I'm looking at my Astroworld poster right now. Mm-hmm. That, that shit is tough. I like that, that, that one. That, that's the one I'm looking at. That one's so hard. And, These artists uh, got to stop, though. Yeah, it's it, it's out of pocket, and it's just unnecessary. Like, I, I don't know who they're trying to show off here, but, like, it's like it, it obviously doesn't, like, ruin. If a song is heat, a song is heat. I don't really care about the album cover that much. But, like, it's just unnecessary. Like, it just looks childish. It's like looking at Meek Mills and Drake's especially. Like, that shit is so childish. Like, these are grown men putting their, <laughs> putting their name on this. Like, it's just too much. Was Voice of the Heroes this year? Yeah. yeah, I fuck with that album cover. It looked like fucking you got two superheroes walking. <laughs> you got a little baby and then Dirk baby walking Dirk. The Voice of the mid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I feel like half of the album was good and then the other half wasn't. They had some tough songs in there though. Mm-hmm. When yeah, it was good, it was good. Yeah, hats off. Yeah, yeah. the song Twenty Forty. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. the one with Meek Mill. I don't yeah. know what that one's called off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I was good. Tough I like that one saved. But I've been sucking life with Don a lot. I really like oh, yeah. that album. I'm, I'm a big fan Flocky, of that album. Flocky Flocky, you, those um, crossfaded five times. Those have been the ones I've... Hella drugs, no, drugs and Hella Melodies and 2AM are currently like on my 
repeat on repeat for me right now. Like, Drug, like Drugs and Hella Melodies came out beforehand, so I was I was I've been listening to that one for a minute, so I kind of mm-hmm. skip it every once in a while. That's true. It's a chill ass album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not better than the last album he put up, though. That last album I liked a lot. Heaven and Hell or whatever. Heaven and Hell. Yeah. It's definitely not better than Heaven and Hell, but it's still a good album. Uh, I'd probably agree. I'm going to listen to it a little bit more, but as of right now, I'm a huge fan of it. But I, I, I think the the most important thing about Nabbles is longevity. Like, some albums just hit for a week, and then you're just, all right, next. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Montero for me. I, I don't barely listen to that anymore. I don't know. I, I wasn't fucking with that album. I, I definitely was a big fan. I'm still listening to it, but not nearly as much. So it definitely might yeah. go on that list of things that kind of just fade away from me. But but it definitely has some solid listens on it. I got like four songs from the album in my rotation. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm trying to think of what else I have on here. Um, uh, I've been listening to some of Baby Keem's album. I've been getting a little bit more of appreciation for him. He's still like he's still polarizing for me. Where some songs he's just I just don't like his 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 vocals in some songs. It's just too like. Uh, it's just definitely not my style. We're just like too whiny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I mean it but, makes sense. No, I understand. I'm not like I'm same, not same page as you. Like I do enjoy his songs like a decent amount more, but I can see where you're coming from with it. Yeah, the album was very like experimental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some of the songs like issues and like obviously Range Brothers, like trademark USA. <laughs> like, I definitely, I definitely like them more on that. Like, like Top the, of the like, morning. Top of the morning. Yeah, like, Kendrick on a song is a is is a no brainer for me. So I mean, yeah, they got they, they could be fucking Smiley's ass on a beat with him, and I'd still listen to it. No, <laughs> never that, never that, never that. Taylor reminds nah, me, fuck, listen, fuck, fuck Smiley. Yeah, fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that song is so good with Drake on it, but not with him. Such a disgrace. Man, really ruined his one shot of fame. That's tough. Yeah, I like it, like he's just a joke. Everyone knows that song's a joke when you hear Smiley. Like he really had Drake on a song and he couldn't establish himself as an artist besides like sounding mad weird and shit. Is, is, like is, is Smiley uh, OVO's news uh, secret weapon? Like yeah, yeah mad, no. mad. <laughs> like his, his best verse on that song is "I'm on go mode." That's it. <laughs> I'm on I'm on go mode. <laughs> That's the best verse on the song. Uh, 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 I don't want to talk about it. It's just so annoying because when it'll come on, like I can't even listen to it. And like Drake's part is so fire, but like it's not worth the suffering that it takes to get to that part. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I honestly rather listen to Venom instead of that song. I uh, yeah, no. yeah, no. yeah. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> at least, at least that song has a good part of it. At least that song is nah. silver lining. There's no silver lining in fucking Venom. Venom. <laughs> they dropped. Did you guys talk about the remix of the Venom? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, so they dropped the Venom remix. Everyone, go check out the Venom remix. A great song. I absolutely recommend it. It slaps. It's a banger. Don't do that. Don't listen to him, please. If you if you want to die at the age of thirty, go right ahead. <laughs> if you want to get fucking old timers at thirty, go right ahead. It is actually Eminem's 49th birthday today. Happy birthday! Recording this. I mean, I'm still the goat, but it's just like this newer shit. It doesn't it's, hit. Exactly. It's such a stain on such a great career he had in the early 2000s. Like, it's it's such like, – it, there's nothing worse than seeing someone fall from greatness like that. It's just it's just mm-hmm. so heartwarming, heartbreaking, because it's like – like so much of my childhood revolved around Eminem, just to see him now. And it's just like he's, – he's literally the butt end of a joke at this point now with some of the shit he's fucking making, and it's just so disappointing. He has like some of my favorite songs of all time from like his older albums, mm-hmm. and now he's just like kind of becoming 
just like Washed. that one old guy who's trying to stay in the game still. Yeah, exactly. Even though he should have left long before that. Like he should be producing or something else, just signing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's there's too much. Yeah, there's there's just too much. Like I don't know. He's he's honestly he's going to a midlife crisis. Like the way he's looking now. Like I wish I looked that good at his age because that meant what the fuck is going on? Someone's having fun over there. That's not. I think Joe just got back. But yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, like, like he just needs to, like you said, he just needs to like figure out that he's no longer like the number one person everyone's listening to and just produce. You're, you're, you're go to a different side of the industry that doesn't involve him fucking rapping, making songs like Venom, a no. banger, making Venom. albums like Kamikaze. Uh, at, at least it was uh, Kamikaze was better than what was it, Revival? Uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, Kamikaze and, was it was like a diss album. Like he was just like dissing the new generation, but I still liked it. But it's not songs I'll ever listen to again. Yeah, yeah it was so. like it, it was it was like a, a decent first listen, but that's about it. Yeah, but uh, I guess that's all I have to say about music for the week. I don't know about uh, either of you. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Besides, everyone listen to the Venom remix. Jesus, please don't. <laughs> Riding heavy on Venom. But, well, this week we are introducing a new uh, topic. Yeah. So. It's just going to be basically, be, I'm, just, I'm calling it this or that for now. The name may or may not stay, but it's basically just going to be picking one or the other. It's kind of like an, a, kind of the same thing as Goat Talk, but it's more like it's like solid because you already have the two things in front of you. So I'll start it off with uh, one of the things that uh, Jason requested, even though I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this. Ass or tits? Always. Always ass. Ass. I'm a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ass. 100%. So th- there's no debate on that topic. If you're a tit well, man... I can give you uh, links, numbers for uh, a helpline. Yeah, for a helpline if you need it, please reach yeah, out. You need to see a therapist if you're a, if you're a tit man. I don't know what happened to you in your childhood. I, I'm feeling for you, but I think you might need to see a doctor. Yeah, you need to work some shit out. Mm-hmm. Another one I have is Nike or Adidas. Nike. Uh, you know, I I would say Nike because I do have like fucking. 10 Jordans in front of me right now, but it's like <laughs> the way I can't hit on sneakers is so fucking annoying that just for this year, I haven't bought any new sneakers. So this year, I'm going to say Adidas because I do wear my Yeezys a lot, but I just can't yeah. hit on sneakers. So I'm just going to say Adidas for this year. Overall, though, it would be Nike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say Nike 100%. I think just in terms of like their timeless shoes, like I feel like Adidas doesn't have that same level of like retro shoes to any yeah. extent. Like the, the history yeah. is just more rich. And I just think without Kanye, I think Adidas would have the same playing style for half their shoes. Agreed. Without Kanye, Adidas literally would not be where they are. Like the Ultra Boosts are tough. They're they're cool, but like you can't have one line and be like, all right, this is the face of our company. Like you got to have more than that. A lot of their designs are very hit or miss too. Like Mm -hmm. Adidas has like one classic, and that's like the Stan Smith or whatever, like those basic looking shoes. But that's about it. Exactly. We're like there's so much more. Like going on with Nike shoes, like obviously some of them are pretty generic looking, but like in terms of like they're like flagship shoes, far and way better. All the Air Maxes are better. Mm-hmm. All their like all the like with the exception of a couple of Jordans, all of them are really fucking nice. Yeah, anything that, past like fourteen for Jordans are like trash, but everything one through fourteen are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And even most of the retros. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no one has blonde or brunette. Ooh. Yeah, I got motherfuckers in their bag. I say that that's I would say it's even for me, but I have to choose one. So I'm gonna say mm, I'm gonna go brunette. Yeah, I'm just gonna go brunette. Like brunette with like some blonde. 
Nice yeah, like the, the, the highlights are always a nice yeah. touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Burnett's just a safer pick for the most time. Because sometimes, cause they, like, blondes, I feel like have a higher – like, the hot ones are definitely higher up than maybe, like, a hot, like, than like a, the, equivalent, the equivalent brunette, if that makes sense. But, like, overall, I think it's just, like, just by average, definitely brunette. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I'll do well, another one. I have uh, Marvel or DC. A- any, like, comics, animated shows. Marvel. Marvel. Okay, Marvel. DC, DC, like I'd say earlier DC before like the modern era had the better comics for sure. But yeah. now it I mean, goes even, to Marvel. Even DC, Re- even DC Rebirth is tough. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah DC, uh, fuck, fuck Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. We always gotta, uh, we always gotta plug that on the podcast. Fuck Warner fuck, Brothers. Fuck, fuck, fuck Warner Brothers. Brothers. Bunch um, of fucking cowards. Okay, I, I, I have a, a nice this or that. All right. Um, McDonald's or BK? McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. Like, BK, BK gets the kid through some things. Like, they have some cheap-ass items. Like, mm-hmm. they'll have those deals for the nuggets and stuff. But McDonald's always over BK. Mm-hmm. McDonald's BK, BK ain't getting no Travis collab. That's all I got to say. Saying. Uh, agreed. As soon as I got the Chase Huddy meal, they're dead to me. I haven't gotten BK <laughs> since I heard that. Okay. No cap. <laughs> nah, no cap in my rap. I have not feasted on BK since I seen that shit. The Chase Honey Meal. Toy! Well, I, I gotta get a better toy than just that. You turn down the volume, anyone who's listening to this. Toy! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, do you have another one? Uh, yes. Um, so. Because I came up with um, shit for no reason. I got one too after head. Yeah. So, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th? I say Nightmare on Elm Street. It's tough because I definitely grew up on more of the side of um, Jason. So it's definitely mm-hmm. tough for me. But I think in terms of just like being more than just a standard killer who just walks around killing people, I will probably give it to Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I agree. There's just there's, – even though some of the movies in that franchise are fucking awful. That's every horror movie though, honestly. Yeah, you exactly. can say that about the Friday the 13th movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Like, they always have those one spinoffs where it's like they just wanted to make money and that was just it. Freddy's yeah. dead. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Where <laughs> you have Jason in space with a Jason X or something. Nah, J- Jason, that Jason X was an awful. Worst Jason movie. There are worse. I I am not. Jason goes to hell. Movie. Have you watched Jason Goes to Hell? Fortunately, I haven't. Oh yeah, don't. Freddy it's versus Jason was kind of tough. I messed with it, that as a kid. Yeah, I yeah. It's, it's just you're just seeing two horror icons played yeah. by. The biggest, uh, the biggest actors who have played them, mm-hmm. Kane Hodder and uh, Robert, Robert England, res- respectively. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Yeah, that was that was a tough movie. I gotta rewatch that soon, actually. Some movies are like horror movies. My biggest problem, why like, I think we talked about it when Smoke was on last week, is like they just don't age well. Some of them, like not at all. Like some oh, of them, yeah. age, some of them age beautifully. Like the nostalgia for them always hits. But like, some of them are just like, holy crap! I cannot believe this is the state of cinema. Like. 15, 20, whatever your time period would be. Early 2000s ago. had some of the Ooh. worst horror movies I've ever uh, seen. Don't so, get me so started. Dry. So every, dry. Every sequel, spin-off, reboot, or whatever. Uh, we also had that big phase of the early 2010s, late 2020, uh, late 20s, or uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, Jesus, um, where you had all the fucking, the reboots, or the prequels, or the sequels, or the, whatever the fuck was going on. It's, don't get me started on the Bride of Chucky and the Seed of Chucky. No, I would no, not, not recommend never, that on my. Never say seed. I would not never. recommend that to my worst enemy to watch Seed of Chucky. 
Cedar Chucky, Cedar Chucky is probably one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Next to like Thanksgiving, <laughs> just the title of it, the Seed of Chucky, is so nasty. <laughs> but Xander, you, you said you had a, a this or that. All right, so both of these games came out in 2018 in their PlayStation exclusives: I God of War or Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man for me. What about you, Dio? Fuck. So you're putting me in the hot seat here because I'm about to be cr- crucified, but I'm gonna say God of War. Throwing. It's a good ass game though. I'm not gonna that. Like you can't like both those games is a hard choice. Like Kratos just in terms of video game characters, I just have nothing but love for that man. And the previous renditions of the series also. He's a man in the previous Yeah, like nothing like he is just a straight, cold blooded, murdering meathead. Like I got nothing but love for it. Yeah, I love those games. Alright, I actually have another one as well. And Mm -hmm. I I know the answer to this, but I just want to shit on the uh, the opposing viewpoint. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation, come on now. PlayStation, is a, you're a scrub don't, if you're on Xbox. Don't be disrespecting me asking me a question like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I would say Xbox when it was Xbox 360 versus like PS3. PS3, because but, but that was overall, the better console. But overall, but just PlayStation, come on now. PS2, goaded. PS4, definitely go- better than goated. Xbox One, goaded. PS5. So that's not even in the competition. People don't even want the Xboxes when they restock. You saying. see that shit, and they're like, "All right, one's the next PlayStation Five restock." Exactly, because yeah. because because Xbox don't have to, that are exclusives. You can still they play those have, on the play PC. They have no exclusives whatsoever. No right now. All they have is Bethesda, right? That's pretty. Yeah, I mean, they, no. they well, Bethesda. They they have a lot of like smaller studios, so like they don't have a lot of big exclusives, like yeah. like where Sony has Ratchet and Clank, God of War. Horizon, uh, Demon Souls. Like, Demon like, they Souls. got Demon Souls exclusive. Wolverine. Oh, well, oh, come on now. That's the Last of Us. Before The Last of Us 2. That's not even an actual game, Last of Us 2. It ended in The Last of Us 1. It did. I was. I, I get so angry whenever I see, like, I boot up my PS5 and I see, like, like I don't know, like, like, like just like, the game being sponsored to me, like, The Last of Us playlist, like, on Spotify. So I'm like, you got, you got, you just got to admit that that game was an absolute character assassination, just god-awful, and just move on. Yeah, because the only people who like that game are the people who are so invested in The Last of Us 1. They don't want to admit that the second one was absolute trash. Those are the only people who like that game. They don't want to admit they waited that long for a game that that – I don't want to call it a game. For an entity that was And that was me, honestly. I was so hyped for The Last of Us 2. Like, it was Mm -hmm. unbelievable. And then it dropped. I saw, like, the leaks. I was like, this can't be true. Let me just watch up until when Joel dies on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, wow, the leaks are true. I'm not buying this. No. No. Never, ever, ever. Never that. That's the one time Sony's missed in like the recent years, making The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a tragedy. So uh, another one I have is this one. Obviously, you prefer both on a song, but I have. Would you rather have really good production or really good lyrics? Production, good production. Yeah, production. Okay. Eh, because you can really... have like a, a most like a generic rap beat, but then the guy's spitting on it. So I'd say lyrics. That's because true. I feel like a lot of artists these days have really good production, but then the substance of the song is just the same yeah. shit. Talking about mm-hmm. your cars, talking about fucking bitches. It's like the That's same true. shit. So I, I would say a, a, like lyrical wise, mm-hmm. you have to be better. Just like J. Cole doesn't have the most amazing beats. Like his beats are pretty basic sometimes, but it's just but J. lyrically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd say lyrically. Yeah, like, I I feel like yeah, because lyrically probably goes along with storytelling. And I think storytelling could carry a song. Like, you could literally have, like, a piano getting repeated the same couple notes just going. And if some guy's talking, like, if he's talking, like, a real heartwarming or just a really good story, it doesn't matter. 
I definitely yeah. go back and forth on the matter, but obviously, preferably would be both, like guys like Kanye and Travis, where like they just do everything beautifully. I, mm-hmm. I, I personally prefer production because sometimes I don't want to like worry about listening to deep into like lyrics or something like that. I just want something nice to either dance to, rage to, or just vibe mm-hmm. to. While I'm I think like, it depends. It definitely depends on the setting, one hundred percent. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the setting for sure. Yeah. Like at a party, you want a tough like beat. Like you don't mm-hmm. want J Cole spitting. Like <laughs> even though he's yeah. a goat, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And what else? Did I have? Oh yeah, I mean the, the, this one is kind of it's hard to do, but uh, Kanye or Travis? Kanye. Kanye. It's, you know it's Travis the, the goat, the young yeah, goat. Yeah. The baby goat. Baby, baby goat. goat. Goat and baby goat. Yeah, it, it's tough because contra like up until like maybe like a year and a half ago. I was like definitely Kanye over. I mean, definitely Travis over Kanye. But like, just with Donda and just like how timeless his discography is. Not saying Travis's discography discography isn't timeless, but like Kanye's is just the story being you told can, in all his tell. albums is just so so much more than what Travis can offer in some yeah. of his albums. But Travis does have the best trap album of all time, aka Rodeo. Yeah, no, that, that, that yeah. was the best trap album of all time. Exactly. You're comparing two ridiculously talented, ridiculously goaded artists. Like, it's hard. Like, I really can't, like, slight one. Like, or the Espe- other. Especially, especially considering Travis got so much of his style from Kanye. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think that that's the biggest reason, like, when I finally came around, I was like, well, obviously Travis, like, he took his and he did his own thing with it. And that's why he's, like, that's why he's also the GOAT. But, like, there's no Travis without Kanye. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, going on, uh, another one that I have in, uh, in mind for this or that, uh, Infinity War or Endgame? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew this was going to be a hard one. See, it's, like, it's tough, too, because, like, even just breaking it down at a basic level, like, action, Infinity War, storytelling, Endgame, but, like, if I had to pick one or the other, ah, oh, damn it, because Infinity War is so tough. Like, oh, there's so many scenes so, so, that immediately just come to my head where I'm like, God one damn. you, One you could keep. So it, with this, one you could keep, the other one disappears. I have to go with Infinity War because there is no endgame without Infinity War that set up. It's so tough. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm a big endgame fan. I, usually I would say endgame because I still have that as my background like two years later. But I'd say Infinity War because that movie just is nonstop keeps you in it. Like, there are mm-hmm. some slow parts of endgame. That sure. build up the characters because it is their yeah. last movies, most of these characters. So it has to have those slow beats, those emotional beats. But I'd say Infinity War then. Someone yeah. Them themselves yeah. The holy, holy crap. Someone's getting a colonoscopy right now. Their balls Someone's getting the newspapers out. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Endgame. They flip flop for me almost every single time I watch one or the other. The same. Yeah. But. I'm going to say Endgame just because, like, just the way it ties it together is masterful. How you sum up 23, 24 movies and just so solidify into one body is just – it's the storytelling that, like, something like DC could never even think about having that kind of character development go on within all those movies. Just because yeah. at this point it's too late for them, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's never too late to count them out because the Joker was an amazing movie. And and, the, uh, and actually, this well, this segues pretty well into uh, one of the things I did want to talk about. Uh, DC fandom and all the stuff we saw with that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, DC like, fandom, I'd say it was all right. I like, like of course we were all waiting for the Batman. They made us wait yeah, like they, five they, hours for they that. They knew. They the show knew. itself was cringy as fuck, though. They were being oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, like, oh. like they're, they're the reason why like people get fucking like not as much anymore because it's so mainstream. People get bullied for what for reading comics because of those people. If someone thinks of someone <laughs> yeah. who reads comics, they think of them, and it's horrible. Yeah. But 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 besides that, going on to like the actual trailers, footage, and reveals that we got. Um, I guess we'll start with small and end with the Batman, but uh, we got our first looks at both Black Adam and The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. The Flash movie, I'm a little skeptical about. I agreed. have a little, I have a screenshot on my phone of the new costume, his cow, <laughs> and it's not looking good. I'll send it to you guys. Right. Out it's not looking hot, the cow. There's I'm, one scene where the lightning's around him and it looks cool, but when you get that close up, it wasn't looking good, the cow. They, they took the wings off. That ain't it. They took the wing, the wings off his ears. No, there, there's the the Flash movie. I'm skeptical on for sure. The only thing I'm really excited for, uh, for is like Keaton's Batman to come back. Mm-hmm. But Old like, head. but in mm-hmm. in my opinion, Grant Gustin is my Flash. As much as that show sucks now, uh, Grant Gustin is my Flash. Yeah, just just the first two seasons alone are just like some good Flash stuff. Just good exactly. Flash content. Anything after that is just they should have ended the show season three. Just said, all right, we're done. Yeah, the fact that it took them eight seasons to give him the gold boots from the comics is ridiculous. Like season eight, they finally decided, yeah, we're gonna give him the gold boots now. Ridiculous! I can't even watch that show. I watch like YouTube videos of people shitting on the new seasons. Yeah, so I I was gonna watch season seven, and I was like, you know what? Don't I do even it. Want to bother? Yeah, don't like, torture yourself. Bother. I watched the video about it. Please don't. I'll probably do if you. I'll probably watch that video. I had to be in like a comatose state to watch like The Flash, but I will. I will say Black Adam did look interesting though. Yeah, I it, it is The Rock. You know, he's like the same character in every movie, but hopefully he changes it up for Black Adam. I'm already gonna give the movie a seven out of ten. I mean, he's, he, he, he's <laughs> a little bit of just ruthless. Thirty second look. He didn't say a word of dialogue. Didn't even see his fucking face. <laughs> he was just looking like the Rock man. <laughs> no, there was one scene where I thought there was one scene where I thought we were gonna see him. I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And they him, did. Him, yeah. So I will say he he has said numerous times that this is this is a life passion project for him to get this movie made. They, I will say though, they were also sucking the fact that you know The Rock was born to play this role. Yeah, The Rock's but, whole yeah. talking about it was was also cringy. It was equally as cringy because like, oh, that's yeah. cool and all, but like, it just didn't feel genuine. So like, it didn't come off as like like he's actually believes what he's saying. Yeah. Like, exactly. But the hierarchy of power is about to change. No, <laughs> he keeps sucking that one phrase. Yeah, I, the, I the, am the, a... his fucking pop line. They definitely told him. They're like, yeah, say this, say that again. Yeah, he keeps so saying that. Yeah. yeah, he said he it once. He said it once, and then they probably were, they had the mic for it. No, 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 deliver. Literally deliver it home. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty optimistic for this movie. I mean, I hope it's rated R. It seemed like it's about to be with how fucking they destroyed. He literally disintegrated yeah, that one. Yeah, and you man. see the skeleton, so it better be rated R after seeing that. If it's not, yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, if they make it like a PG-13, we're going to see peak The Rock acting in the exact same role, the child-friendly Rock, and I don't want to see that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Absolutely. I, I don't want to see The Rock pulling his punches, holding his like. Just let him be what he wants to be. And if the movie's bad, at least at least he did his best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other small stuff that we got is like the first concept art for the Blue Beetle movie, which the the costume looks tough. I'm excited for that. I'm a big fan of Blue Beetle. We also I gotta got check the, that out. We also got confirmation of Michael B. Jordan producing a Static Shock movie. 
What the fuck? I didn't even know about that. I probably yeah. just skipped that. I think I fell asleep during the fandom because I was waiting for fucking the Batman trailer. I took a nap. I, mm-hmm. I was I was about to fall asleep. Me and Chet were sitting in here, uh, sitting at my house, and I was literally about to fall asleep. It was too long for I, I really just wanted the Batman, the that, Black Adam. And they exactly. knew it. They knew everyone wanted the Batman show, so they were just holding on. They were holding out because they wanted you to watch the whole thing before you fucking leave. They they confirmed Wonder Woman three. No, unfortunately, um, no. We got new looks at Aquaman and Shazam two, both of which again no. Nah, uh, people like the first Shazam movie, but I just don't see the appeal in it. It's more of a kid movie to me. Yeah, it was. It wasn't too interesting. The villain is so fucking bad in that movie. I just don't know why people <laughs> like that. There's no, not even is. a single fight scene in the movie. It's just villain chases after Shazam. Shazam the pushes overall, the villain. The overall just progression of the story is so it's so boring. It's so like all for nothing. Like that's I literally, in, I don't I even remember what happened. Yeah, I, 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 I could not tell you what happened. I don't remember it to like a, a crazy extent, but like that scene at the end where they all like got the Pelagon, it just seemed I don't know. It didn't, it didn't hit me. Mm-hmm. The first, the first Shazam movie, and you have the Shazam family. Everyone gets the powers. That's yeah. like something you do in the second movie because you need to stop Black Adam. That's not something yeah. you do yeah. in the first movie against some beatless villain. Like the, yeah. the, the, the DCU formula right now is just quick, semi cohesive money. Like, like that, it's that, like. That, it's like phase one, leaning into phase two marble formula. That's what it feels like mm. to me. Yeah. No, to, to me, it feels like it's like they had like a mild phase one, and then they went right into phase three, phase four, like already trying to like like almost have like a closing arc for some of these characters. Like, bro, you haven't even scratched the surface yet. You can't be doing that. Yeah, like they're dissing my guy Ben Affleck as Batman. Give him another chance. Like they're already going to reboot it in the Flash. Like, come on. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Um. Yeah. I just can't. I, I can't. I'm not. I'll never be down with having like 50 different versions of Batman. Like you just can't have the continuity. Like you can't like want to want a character to win when you've seen him and three other three other characters portraying him. Yeah. Three other actors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple more things before we get into the Batman. Um, Young Justice season four. The first two episodes drops on HBO Max. Uh, I gotta finish season three. Honestly, I heard season three was kind of mid, so I didn't like really finish three. it. Season three started mid and then ended pretty good, in my opinion. I got to rewatch the finale before um, I watched season four. But Young Justice, like the first two seasons, are just forever goaded. So that's like classic animation. Oh yeah. But besides those, um, I am intrigued by the Suicide Squad and the um, Gotham Knights games that are coming out next year. Uh, but I want gameplay, and we've seen no gameplay, and gotten two trailers for each game. Exactly. They announced the Suicide Squad game like two years ago now, and we're still getting these CGI cutscene trailers. It just makes like, no least, sense to at me. At least now we finally got in-engine footage. Like everything we saw was was in-engine footage of the Flash and and Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and all of those all the all those characters. But it's still yeah. like I need to see some gameplay. I want to know how this game's gonna play before I buy it. It looked great though, like the in-game cutscenes and shit. That, oh, that yeah. shit looked great. Like that I'm looked like some excited. next-gen stuff. Very, very excited to see the games. I'm just hoping that they play well is my only thing. I Also, my, another problem I have with the Suicide Squad game is how the fuck are those people going to beat the Justice League? Like, one Justice League member can take them all down in a second, a.k.a. I, Superman saying, can literally flick them away with one finger. It just doesn't make – it's not reasonable but, unless but not, they have Batman's con- like contingency plan and they know how to stop them. That's the only way I see them beating them. I think there's there's definitely something hidden that they're like either some big spoiler plot twist or something like that that that's gonna happen. But it's like how is how is Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, Boomerang, 
and Javelin going to beat fucking... No, it's Gizmo. Instead of Javelin, it's Gizmo. Oh, it's, it's Gizmo, it's not Javelin? Yeah, it's Gizmo. That's, I mean, that's not much better. But it's, okay. it's, it really isn't. <laughs> that's not I much mean, better, he's smart. Okay. He could build stuff for them, but still. Such hideous characters. That's a Suicide Squad. If they had someone like Reverse Flash, like how come we or don't get a rug- or mm. yeah, or how come we don't get an iteration like a crazy iteration from the comics, like where we have characters like Reverse Flash or fucking Zod on the Suicide Squad? Yeah, they're just basing it off the movies. Like we should have like Black Adam, Zod, Deathstroke, Reverse Flash, like some of the harder pipe hitting hitters, you know? Yeah. yeah, they're like they've all been on the fucking. The, the team, but it's like, nah, we're gonna keep doing Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shot, and Captain fucking Boomerang. I'm tired of that. Like, leave that to the movies. Like, just do something different. Like, I guess that's what sells the game, because people saw the movie, but do something different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, they kind of are with Gizmo. Like, we're getting something at least a little different. Yeah, but it, it is Gizmo. He's, like, yeah, this like, B-less, C-less character that the Titans versus. Exactly. He's, he's a Titans villain, not a a, a yeah. Justice League villain. He's not stopping Superman. <laughs> like, none of them are stopping Superman. Yeah. None of them are even touching Superman. He shouldn't even oh, be no. in the game, honestly. It's Superman. Like, easily can just wash these people. Easily. But moving on to the uh, the bread and butter of the DC fandom. Mm. That, the, the only portion that really actually mattered. The Batman. <clears throat> Robert Pattinson. Oh. That shit looks so good. That, that's mm-hmm. going to be a visual masterpiece. All right, I will say this again: fuck Dune and fuck Warner Brothers. Yeah, because they pushed they pushed that shit back. But it was also because of COVID. But then they put Dune in the place instead. Yeah, they, they're like, nah, we're just gonna say fuck it and release. I don't care instead. about Dune really. Like, I, I heard it's a really good movie, but I just don't care. I don't want to watch it just for the sheer fact that it kept pushing back Batman. Like. Yeah, because Batman was supposed to release this year, then they pushed it back to March because they want to have Dune instead. It's like, mm-hmm. I just don't care. The movie's yeah. basically done at this point. Yeah, exactly. Well, with all the shots we got, like this trailer, like, there's so much about this trailer that just is so amazing. I, I just love how rugged Batman is going to be in these movies. I hope he's oh, yeah. the hell out of everybody. I'm glad we're finally getting different villains, too. Like, the Riddler getting his first shot in, in fucking, since Jim Carrey's Riddler. <laughs> No, yeah. Jim Carrey. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Like me either. Like, we're, like Batman has one of the best rogues galleries next to probably Spider Man, mm-hmm. and we barely have seen any of his characters in live action besides the fucking Joker and Bane, mm-hmm. over and over again. It's interesting yeah. too because like we're definitely gonna be getting new light on these characters because the last time we've seen either of those characters, Riddler or Penguin, I just cannot even watch it. I can't even like focus my attention on it without like my eyes bleeding. Because it's such a horrible, <laughs> just horrible toll. Like everything about it is just so nasty. And we're so, finally, finally seeing like the Court of Owls too from the New Fifty Two. Like finally, mm-hmm. yeah, that's gonna be tough. Like I like how unhinged Batman seems. Like he seems like just as crazy as the villains he's taking down. Because it's like year two, he doesn't care about his well being. He just wants to stop all these criminals, no matter how he gets the job done. Which is mm-hmm. kind of tough. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, the latter part of that trailer when he's just like walking towards the burning car and that shit just turns into like the Batman logo. Like that is so. That's one of the toughest comic book scenes I've seen in a minute. I'm just when it's upside down, the penguin's looking at him like he's about to shit himself. Yeah, oh, that looks so good. Because I'm watching the trailer in the background right now and it's just so cool. 
Oh my god! And his suit just looks cool as hell. Like, like, like we were talking, like that rugged look. Where like it's not as refined. Like it's just like it's just like him like starting out and just being like literally just like wanting to stop wanting to stop evil. But like he kind of doesn't have his form of like how he's gonna do it. So he just brute forces it. He wants yeah. to stop evil, but he's also kind of evil himself. Just mm-hmm. like in the trailer, he said, "I'm vengeance." But Batman's also about giving people hope through justice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he hasn't learned that yet. He's just trying to stop the villains without also realizing that you have to have a balance between the vengeance and justice. And justice, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I think they're going to explore a lot in that movie, which I like. I'm interested to see uh, what's his name is Alfred um, Andy Serkis. Yeah, Andy Serkis is gonna a really good actor. They, he's going to be an interesting Alfred for sure. Very mm-hmm. different than what we've seen. The fucking old, literally old, useless ass men. Mm-hmm. Michael definitely gonna be cool. definitely gonna be a fr- uh, definitely a refreshing redo on the role, and then James oh, Gordon yeah. being Jeffrey Wright. I got nothing but love for Jeffrey Wright. So I mean, it's, yeah, especially after his portrayal with the Watcher, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. It's definitely gonna be weird. Episode. It's definitely gonna be weird seeing him in person after, like, because I feel like for the first little bit, I'm definitely gonna see him as like just the Watcher. Like, it's just <laughs> how big his role is, and like just how many memorable scenes from that show come from the Watcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the Watcher's a bitch, but that's not him. That's just a character. Watcher ain't got the intangibles. Sandra, you should have pulled up last week. That, that shit was an absolute slugfest. <laughs> oh, I would have, honestly, but I went out. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that, that episode was just straight. Ugh. That was hilarious. That was, that was a fun episode, getting out all the anger. Yeah, yeah there, was a lot of the there was a lot of pent-up anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking it out on that motherfucker. Let down over the finale. Like I, I was looking online. A lot of people like the finale, but it's just, oh, yeah, they, they could have so many way better. They could have like they could have done it so better than what they did. Like the fact that we even need a multiverse Avengers full of scrubs besides Doctor Strange to take down Ultron. It's like come on, it's just unrealistic. Like this man has all the stones. Why do we need Captain Carter, Black Widow? It just doesn't make any sense. And then actually trying to sell us that bullcrap. literally does nothing. He's like, are you trying to sell us that bullcrap? I scout. I, I, I went through the multiverse and I picked out the, the warriors that were needed to do this. Like, eh, why don't you get Scarlet Witch? Why don't you get fucking yeah. any other version of Thor? Why don't like, you get, like... The know, Marvel so Universe is so rich in characters that we haven't seen yet, but I know exist in the multiverse that he could have got, like, the Sentry. He could have got, like, Warlock. Scarlet Witch. Warlock, Warlock. Yeah. Like, he could have got Franklin Richards, literally can manipulate reality. Why are you getting these randos? <sighs> makes no sense. Yeah, you know, it was definitely like them just shoving it all into the end, and that the whole thing with the Iron Man was so uh, Iron Man and um, Gamora was so. They're gonna take Gamora Iron over Iron Man, one of the smartest people we've seen in the MCU. All right, sure, I believe that. And and, sure. and then on, on top of that, it's just the episode got cut, so we have no character development of why they exist or whatever the fuck the goddamn Infinity Crusher is. <laughs> I don't, don't get me started on that. Yeah. But that, actually, that item is banned from this show. After you just said that just now, it will no longer be mentioned on the show. It will just be the item. The yeah. item. But actually, just a completely off-topic thing, Xander, I know you and I were talking about this uh, during the last Nintendo Direct, but did you see the price for the um, the quote-unquote expansion pass? It's just, it's, it doesn't make any sense how Nintendo is so out of touch with the consumers that they're just willing to do this type of shit. Well, did you see the price? They finally announced the price, you know, after they wouldn't do it in the Direct. I'm so, instead of paying $20 a year... For NSO with, uh, you know, all of the online stuff and then access to NES and SNES. To just have access to N64, Genesis, and um, Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home some 
just some <laughs> other separate game. You get those three things, it's $50 a year, $30 more. It's more than double the price. I don't understand where they're pulling these numbers out of their ass from. I just don't get it. Like, are N64 and Genesis games that fucking expensive? Or do no. they have to pay that much of licenses to, like... It's not even that. They, they literally, like, own most of that shit. Like, they can easily just... Why don't they just release an emulator app on the Nintendo store and just have that separate from online and just have all these old games on the emulator? They would make more money. Like, literally, if they sell each of their games on the eShop for five bucks a piece, they would make more money that way than having it be $50 NSO with everything included. Like, I'm just done with the fact of having to pay for these old games that's been out since, like, some of them since the 80s and 90s. You're paying for every console generation. You have to buy the same game over and over because they just don't want to transfer the old content you rightfully bought on, like, the Wii over to the new console, like the Switch. It's just, why are we paying for this again and again and again? It gets me tight tight that Nintendo does not... do any backwards compatibility except for the GameCube, Wii, and Wii U, where the Wii was backwards compatible for the GameCube and the Wii U was backwards compatible for the Wii. Like it's egregious. It's like that's the only like I have to have seven different consoles plugged in just to play Nintendo games, except I only need one Xbox or two PlayStation. It's mad it's nasty. It's just them literally sucking every possible dollar they can from the consumer and, like, not even giving a shit because they have so much money. With it. Like, even if nobody bought that, they don't give a shit because, like, they're still making money off those diehard people who need to have it for whatever the fuck reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said, if, if Nintendo didn't have Pokemon or Zelda or Smash, I probably would not um, would not be supporting them as much as I do. Yeah, just, because honestly, I don't need Mario anymore. It's like the same shit. Like Mario's been going to be different. Fucking... Odyssey was cool, and I will say Odyssey was definitely really fun and enjoyable to play. But, yeah, but everything before that is kind of all the same. Exactly, it's like nothing really new. And we don't even have a new Mario Kart. We literally have the same Mario Kart from fucking. Like... They've been milking what is the sense the the Wii U right? They've been milking Mario, the same Mario, Mario Kart, Kart since the Wii U. Mario Kart Eight. Let me go. Let me go take a peek at it right. Because Seven was on the DS, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Seven was on the 3DS. So they've been milking the same so game Mario for like Kart two 8. console generations. Mario Kart 8 came out in 2014. Oh my god. And they're still and charging like $60 for that fucking game. Yep. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is $60 still on the Switch. Ridiculous. I hate Nintendo, man. They don't, they don't learn that you have to discount your games after this long. It's like, but people still buy them who hop in N- to N- Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo is the only company that doesn't uh, lower the prices on their games except for, like, fucking six years down the line when, when you do – when they do, like, their Nintendo Selects. Like, nasty. So, Sony dropped God of War to $30 and then to 20 and I think it's fucking 10 now. I think you can get it for free, I think. It's yeah, you free. can, like, go to GameStop or, yeah, you can get it for free. You can buy most of these games cheap. But you try to buy a used Nintendo game and you're still paying $45. If I wanted to buy – like – if I wanted to buy the only Pokemon game I'm missing is Pearl. If I wanted to go and buy that right now, it's like eighty bucks. Good luck finding it. Exactly that too. You can't even find most of these games unless you're trying to drop a fucking long pain yeah. with body parts. Actually, speaking of Pokemon, so uh, I was at um, Willie's house. We were, we were doing some cooking and stuff. He was emptying his lunchbox, and he just happened to have a couple of Oreos in there. 
that he didn't eat. He pulls it out. He looks at it. The one Oreo is the mute Oreo. Yeah, that one's rare, apparently. Yeah, it's selling for like six hundred dollars on eBay. Why, man? Fucking why? So, <laughs> so, so, so I'm about to post it on eBay for him, and he's giving me a, a like a little, you know, finder not finder's fee, but like posting fee. The fucking are sick. The resale market is the most mind-boggling thing to me ever. Like I hate it so much. It just it just defies every law of economics. Like it's just so brain dead. It's like oh yeah, just because it's rare, just because for some reason someone gives it this intangible value, it's it's now worked at. Like it's a fucking consumable man. That's just it's gonna a be cookie. Fucking, it's a fucking it's, cookie. It's gonna be rotted. It's gonna be moldy and like fucking weak, man. Like like congratulations, but six hundred. What are you gonna do? Put it in fucking deep storage. Put it in fucking a cryo chamber. Like what the fuck? It's so, it's so dumb. It's like, it's like, what are you gonna like put it in resin or some shit? Like, it's a fucking cookie. I mean, read up a fucking cookie. Cheers to whoever spends six hundred fucking dollars on a goddamn fucking cookie. You're an absolute idiot. <laughs> like, can you just give me more money like that for free? Like, just like, just yeah. give me six hundred dollars for no reason at that point. I, yeah. I, yeah, like a, a cookie. One cookie means six hundred fucking dollars to you. Exactly. Oh, when you can just fucking go to the store, buy like ten packs for like forty bucks, and then most more likely than not, probably find it. Intelligence, also known as brain dead. Sick man. But that's I think really that's weird. uh yeah, yeah where we're gonna end things off for the day. What time? What uh, was the what was the final? Uh, oh, an hour forty six. Damn, it's actually a lot longer than I thought it was. Yeah, we got a oh. We're, we've we've been at this for a little while, uh, like we said, it's probably going to be the uh, the length of our episodes from now on. So, yeah, for sure. Is this our longest one now? No, last week's episode was way longer. Uh, not way longer. Last week's episode was like 10, 15 minutes longer. Oh, okay. Dizzy, well, dizzy. Thank, well, thank you guys for listening this far. Appreciate of you course. guys listening. Thank you. I appreciate Xander you guys for, uh, for having me on. Of course, okay. thank you for coming. It's definitely a pleasure. We always love to have a guest. Next week, uh, we should actually be having another one. Um, we have uh, someone who's looking to pop out for Captain America, the first Avenger. Finally, we're getting some good, into, something good to eat. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're getting, getting into my favorite, uh, favorite trilogy. I'm uh, very excited to dive in. I got plenty of notes for this movie. Plenty sure. to talk about. Oh. Well, like we said, thank you guys again. And we will all uh, see you next week. Catch you. Talking balls. Eat.